Welcome in, everybody. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'd like to welcome you to the Sunday edition of Talking Trek Live. We are Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and today we got a lot of good stuff to go over with you. Some cool stuff, and uh, we're going to talk all about it. Welcome into the show. I'd like to see who might be hanging out with us today, and let's do our traditional server sound off. You guys hit it, and tell me the servers you guys are hanging out from today. Hey, what's up? Data Systems Technical Chief, you're first today on Server 27. Welcome in, Hank, on Server 15. Thad on 15 as well. John Bon Johnny, Server 36. Welcome, Kukar, 17 in the house. That's right. What's up? Uh, I'm going to call you Mouse. Mouse on Server 27, because I can't read the Greek letters. <laughs> it might mean something different. I don't know. Hey, what's up, Lord Farquaad? Server 147. What's up, Bernard on 28. Lady Cass on 15. Waldo on 31. Trash Panda on 15. Sinclair on 29 and 43. Welcome in Zakara on 136. Metal on Server 8. Quackfu 31 here in present. Welcome into the show. Death Dealer on 15. Virtual Army hanging out on 135. Jerry Ryan, 146. Wonder Woman on 31. Hudson, 146. Welcome into the show. Twab on Server 22. Nostromo, Server 30. How you doing? Speed Ranks on Server 20. Scaly, 193. And Hani on 18. Vita hanging out on Server 131. Truck and Chick on 26 and 15. Gallum on 21. Howdy doody. Welcome in to the show. Hope you're having a great weekend. Hey, what's up? Lieutenant Razik, Server 15. Commander Taylor on Server 192. Blokeman on European 134. Omicron on 16. Devil's Advocate, Server 20. Mo on 16 as well. Server 20 with Mark. How you doing? V-Ready on 196. No beer for you. Server 11, welcome. Chronic Break on Server 18. Wicked Witch on 15. Prime on 15 as well. Champ on 11. Shinjo hanging out from 26 and 43. Captain Taylor and Haven joining us from Servers 27 and 43. Retro Warrior, Server 22, Darth Quarantine on 18. Harley on Server 135. Welcome, Remus Server. Boaz is here from Server 14. Dark Lord on Server 13. What's up? Welcome to the show. Meows. Meows, he says. It's supposed to be Server 27. See, I told you the Greek letters. Hey, what's up, Pops on 37? How you doing? Welcome in. Dark Lord on 13. Karkin on 15. I appreciate you being here. Venkman on 32. Steven Zarin on 129. And the List continues on. What's up, Admiral Dad uh, on Server 15? How you doing? Appreciate it. And Small, uh, Small DJ <laughs> on Server 11. Your mics are potted up. Good afternoon and welcome. You guys all doing well? Doing good today? You guys are... Uh, are oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Vita. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? Doing well? Yeah, sure. Fine, fine. Excellent. I got uh, more peace now. You you got some peace. Good. You you were cranky the other day, weren't you? <laughs> you were you were a little I'm bit not cranky. Just, <laughs> I I simply had enough of a lot of things. And I I, had I saw like, that you no, had a little bit of a little bit of a temper tantrum on the official Discord. It was it was uh, it was interesting to watch. It was uh, it was cool. What's up, Steven Aaron? He says uh, breakfast time. Good morning. Just waking up, guys. I appreciate you guys all being here. We got a full slate to get to today. So let's dive right in and jump into our stupid news. Stupid news. Find out what's going on in the world around us here. Yes. <laughs> Today's edition of Stupid News brought to you by the Server 15 and the Alliance RVNC. That's uh, Wicked Witch's server, by the way, just in case anybody didn't know. 
She asked for extra long news today. Hey, uh, guys, did you hear about this? This was big news this past week. Tesla and SpaceX founder Elon Musk uh, unveiled a working brain implant on Friday that is apparently able to restore brain function to people who lost it. This is actually really cool news. Uh, I don't know, obviously, any of the technicals. I don't know how it's going to work, but he did unveil that on Friday. If this works, it's huge news for the Kanye West campaign. Absolutely. People who don't have working brains are going to benefit uh, for this. That's right. Devil's Advocate says great for politics. A study by the Warsaw Zoo is giving medical marijuana to stressed out elephants to see if it helps calm them down. The good news is, ladies and gentlemen, their stress has been reduced. The elephants uh, seem to be a little bit more chill. They, uh, their stress has gone down. The bad news is they're eating a lot more peanuts, right? And if they don't stop with the munchies, these elephants are going to have a <laughs> have a lot more junk in their trunk. <laughs> yes, junk in the trunk. I did that Yeah, because they got trunks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> North Carolina doctor was arrested for watching a movie on his phone while his self-driving Tesla crashed into a police car. This happened. A North Carolina doctor arrested because uh, his self-driving car wrecked into a police car. I kind of want to under... I, I don't really understand how that's his fault. However, uh, the uh, the police go on to say that it is illegal to watch any form of video in any type of vehicle, even if it's on autopilot. In any event, the doctor is due in court uh, tomorrow morning, Monday morning at 10 o'clock, but there could be an extra 40-minute wait to see him, so there is that. China is in the news. Hey, somebody, uh, go on, push to talk there, please. Somebody, uh, let's... China. No, not somebody. Just China. Yeah, China has fired a missile into the South Sea in a warning to the United States after one of our spy planes entered a no-fly zone without permission, which begs the question, what kind of spy plane asks for permission? It's kind of what I'm curious about. Hey, you know, we were going to come by and spy on you if that's cool. Appreciate that. Hey, have you guys heard about this story? Uh, this is, I didn't talk about this last week, but uh, anybody know who Jerry Falwell is? Jerry Falwell was a coach at the Christian University, Liberty University. You guys heard about this? But it came out in the news here uh, like a week or two ago that his wife was having an affair with their pool boy and that he knew about it and liked to... Oh, sorry, Jerry Jr. Thank you, Shinjo. Yeah, this is Jerry Jr. Uh, And his wife's having this affair, but he knows about it and likes to watch, right? Yeah, so uh, a second... Miami pool boy has come forward to say that he has, in fact, had an affair with uh, Junior's wife, Becky. Every time <laughs> every time I hear this story, I keep picturing the Sade song, Smooth Operator, as pool operator. <laughs> pool <laughs> operator. Sorry. Uh, just, I, seriously, I'm, that's not even a joke. It just my, my mind goes there. Um, this is crazy. Yeah. The Falwells had a business empire. Shinjo, you got it. He, his dad founded it. The Falwells had a business empire and she blew it. And he watched. <laughs> and <laughs> it's terrible. The NBA Players Union is now contemplating the idea of boycotting the entire playoffs to protest the violence in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So far, the Lakers and the Clippers are for it. And, of course, the Knicks are on board because, they well, they've been boycotting the playoffs for years. So, um, 
And there you go. American Airlines is in the news planning to cut 19,000 jobs when their federal aid expires in October. Uh, the employees aren't really that nervous, though, because knowing American Airlines, it'll be delayed. So they're not too awful worried about it. They figure they're going to be able to get it through Christmas. Um, intelligence sources, folks, continue to struggle with details about the status of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, who may or may not have died in recent weeks. All right, North Korean media has released pictures they claim are from this past week, but most people trust the profile pictures on dating sites more than they do North Korea's media. Uh, they're like, yeah, this is from Tuesday. Yet somehow there's snow in the background, so it's not, not exactly making sense. Uh, former New York Giants quarterback Eli Manning has put his New Jersey mansion up for sale. It was supposed to be private, but Eli's story got intercepted. Uh, the wine cellar uh, is said to be stacked with booze, and the kitchen has lots of turnovers. Because <laughs> it's Eli Manning. Uh, finally, in sports news, Cincinnati Bengals cornerback Mackenzie Alexander was arrested in Florida for battery. To be fair, the arrest is not actually that shocking because the Bengals, this is true, by the way, the Bengals lead the league in felony arrest every year for the last 12 years. It's literally the only team photo that's taken both from the front and the side. <laughs> yes, Cincinnati Bengals lead the NFL in felony arrest. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your stupid news. <laughs> felony arrest. That, I could imagine, uh, Gregor, that that is not a category you want to lead the NFL in. Sure, tackles for loss, you know, touchdown passes, rushing yards. Sure, that's all good stuff. Felony arrests? I'm going to say that's not one that they're proud of there. What do you think? I don't know. Their moms might disagree with you. <laughs> Their moms are very proud of them uh, for making all those millions of dollars and then spending it on defense attorneys. Here in <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in, uh, everybody. There is your stupid news. All right, Gregor, we got an action-packed episode for everybody today. How you doing, man? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. Got a crucible up. We're going to talk about that coming up here in just a few moments. Yes, crucible of war is here, and we're going to talk uh, all about that coming up here in just a couple minutes. The first thing that I wanted to focus on today, though, uh, first thing that I wanted to talk about today was uh, a little bit of extra insight into Stella. So there's been a lot of questions about Stella. First of all, let's wrap up uh, our arc with this. Arc 3 ended um, yesterday. Yes, Arc 3 ended yesterday at noon Eastern time. So the arc is over, okay? Gauntlet uh, will address that. Gauntlet was delayed and or possibly canceled at this very at this point they're calling it a delay. Uh, however, we do know from the in-game announcement that part of the prize meant for that event was supposed to be heist loot, okay? Well, obviously, this event is going to be delayed for at least the foreseeable future, meaning that um, the event store is going to be closed. So what they did is they came out and said, listen, we're sorry for the delay. Uh, the event is not ready. The, 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 uh, the gauntlet week four is not ready. So we're going to give everybody uh, who qualified, by the way, everyone who those top 50 players per server that had the gauntlet token going into week four we're going to give you thirty thousand heist loot now that is not a terrible gift okay i'm okay with that being a gift gregor uh however the interesting thing is is i believe we read in between the lines a little bit and i, I you and i had discussed this i believe that that thirty thousand heist loot is probably what was on tap 
don't you think? <laughs> I believe that would be thirty thousand letdowns, but yeah. <laughs> thirty thousand high salute is what was on tap for those fifty uh, for those fifty players per server. So, guys, here's what I'm, I'm wanting to tell you. A lot of people in the official Discord went went bananas over this. Uh, here's here's my message to you. All right, here's my glass half full message to you. A, be glad that they delayed it. If in fact the payout was only supposed to be thirty thousand loot. Be glad that that is not what you had to do, that you did not have to go up there and spend billions of Tritanium for 30,000 loot, okay? I don't know what the reason is that the event's not ready, all right? I choose to be positive and say, Gregor, that they heard our feedback and they heard our insight and said, whoa, all right, uh, let's let's talk about these 30,000 letdowns and let's make sure that we actually launch something that's worthy of being a, ga- a gauntlet finale, right? Um I don't know. You can choose to believe that. I do choose to believe that. And and Gregor, you, I know that you've been more and more uh, vocally frustrated with with the progression of the game. But are you not probably in some way satisfied that they did delay the event? I mean, if this was how it was going to present, then at least you didn't have to go up there and do it for thirty thousand loot, right? I mean, yeah. If if that's truly what the reward was. Yeah, we don't know if that's what the reward was. We're assuming that that was what the reward was. Uh, but I'll tell you this. If the gauntlet was supposed to pay out in that form, and, and uh, if there, or, or even if it was something else, but it just was overall lower than what we had wanted or expected, I think you guys should be pleased that it got backburnered, okay? And I, and I don't think that it's been permanently backburnered. I think that it's just been delayed while they take a good hard look at what our expectations were compared to what they were prepared to deliver, right? So uh, for those of you who were, were really upset about that, I understand you probably wanted to go up there and PvP. It was three weeks of build, and right now you're just hanging in limbo. But I'll tell you this, uh, delaying it until it's proper is probably better than delivering something lackluster. Would you agree or disagree? Okay. I would agree. Mm, there you go. They claim technical difficulties, Blokeman, and, and that that may not be accurate or inaccurate. I, I mean, you know, technical difficulties can manifest themselves in a lot of ways. Uh, for example, oh my gosh, this technically is not the event that they're waiting for, or technically 30,000 high salute only buys a couple hundred million tritanium, uh, or technically no one's going to participate because the costs are going to outweigh the potential gains, right? So, yeah, Venkman says we can't launch this. They're going to flip out. Blokeman says I think that's actually very, very likely. Uh, VGO says they scummed people, and, and here's why why I disagree with this. VGO, if they had gone ahead with the event and launched it as it was maybe originally designed, I think that would have been more scumming it, rather, okay, than what they actually ended up doing. Okay. Uh, I mean, really, it, Blokeman says, especially after Borg Arc 4, let's go back to Borg Arc 4 and how disappointed we were. Okay. Uh, it, it, Max says it would have been a riot if people sacrificed billions of trite for five officer shards. You know, which is, by the way, five epic officer shards is what you could buy with 30,000 loot. All right. Or uh, 30,000 loot buys you one epic BP. All right. Uh, 30,000 loot buys you uh, 50 three star uncommon. (laughs) Okay. So you guys think about this. Steven Zarin says, you know what? I'm with you. I'm glad it's been delayed. Uh, Vankman says, agreed. Jay Berg says, agreed. Uh, Let's just see how it manifests itself. Now, we're we're not going to let him forget it. 
We're not going to let them forget it, okay? Uh, we'll, we'll stay on this. I don't think they're going to forget it either. They know that they've got 50 players per server that have demonstrated the ability to be in their you know, active and, and top point getting and so forth, and they want their finale. Um, you know, I, I think that we'll get that. I hope that we get that. Okay. Um, there were other problems, Virtual Army says. For example, there might have been a server somewhere where most of the top 50 were all from one alliance. And we did joke about this, Gregor, on the last show, that you can't hit purple as it exists in the game right now. Okay. So if you had 30 players or 35 players from one alliance, they might not have been able to really be that effective because they can't hit each other, <laughs> you know? And, and so, I, I don't know. It would have been really interesting. Big, Big says drop tag. But what did they launch today, uh, sorry, yesterday, that would have run concurrently with the Gauntlet Week 4, which is Crucible of War? <laughs> so, that would have been a ridiculous requirement. It would have been terrible to drop your tag during a cow event. I mean, just terrible. So, again, this whole thing... This whole thing maybe wasn't properly planned out or wasn't thought about or Scopely listened to us possibly and said, oh, my gosh, they're expecting something a little different. Uh, or, hey, gosh, we've got 42 players from one alliance in on the top 50, as that did happen on one server. 42. Maybe that they got was, performance anxiety. Possibly. Yeah, 42. That was the biggest one I saw. I don't even remember what server it was, but 42 players out of the same alliance. Okay? It's just crazy. All right. I don't know. All right. Chick says, why did Cal launch on a Saturday? It normally drops on a Friday through a Monday. Yeah, you know what? I noticed that too, Chick. But if you go back to uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, this month's auctions, this month's jelly event, everything started on a Saturday, which was unusual. Okay. So um, I, I don't know why the calendar's been pushed to Saturday. Um, but I've noticed that it it was it didn't start with Cal, okay? It started uh, with the other auctions, and it started with the Jelly event. Even started on a Saturday instead of a Friday, so just kind of just kind of weird. Uh, VGO says, "I just hope that uh, that this was in fact what they decided to do, and that this event is launched correctly uh, from the start." And I think that would be great. I think that would be great, and I hope that that's why they they did what they did. All right. I, well, I, and I don't know why they wouldn't just say that if that's why they did it. Well, maybe for the same reason that the official Discord lit on fire at the same time that this announcement was made. Oh, it's so unfair. And then, of course, people were screaming about the 30,000 loot. Guys, I remind you that the 30,000 loot was basically a bonus uh, for doing nothing. Okay, For being one of the top 50, you got 30,000 loot. That's 30,000 more loot than anybody else got. You could have bought you know, a small trinket with it uh, out of the event store, which is great. And, and don't forget, as long as Gauntlet Week 4 still happens, there's going to be a payout structure there anyway. Okay, So you're still going to get paid to go do this event. You're going to get paid to go do this event. They just gave you the, the heist loot. Guys, as far as compensation goes, that's not terrible. All right, really, honestly, 30,000 high salute uh, is roughly two days worth of a, of a top spot on a leaderboard or top spot on a solo milestone. Uh, 30,000 high salute is nothing to shake a stick at, especially when we point out the fact that, and Gregor, I, I know that uh, you didn't do as much of the event as you normally do. Some, of, uh, some other players did, uh, including myself. Guys, I'm going to point out that my expectations for high salute were actually surpassed uh, during this arc, let's uh, let's go back to the Borg arc. 
in the Borg arc uh, for the epic Borg store, even including that extra bonus that they gave us from the uh, from the Borg rewards, if you guys remember, I'm pretty sure that we only still, even with the bonus, only got about three hundred, maybe three hundred and fifty thousand, right? Uh, of those of the war funds, guys, we had. Uh, over 425,000 heist loot awarded to us. And and the payout structure, or the cost structure, rather, of the event store stayed the same as it was during Borg. All right? So 100,000 heist loot extra. Okay? Extra. Uh, Meow says, but 30,000 for five mud shards? I still don't have mud, and they only had the old mud in there. All right, uh, meows. I get that, but this is an epic officer, and and uh, I'm going to I, I'm I'm going to give the the party line here. For example, Scopely has always said epic officers are not supposed to be easy. At the end of this arc, not everybody should have mud. Not everybody should have the old mud. It's an epic officer. It's supposed to take some time unless you're really deeply invested. Okay, so. Um, the uh, Silver Surfer said they never put uncommon or rare uranium on the event store because they were trying to maintain the closed loop of the Outlaw, uh, Outlaw Faction store. All right. The RSS payout for the casino tokens, uh, the heist loot, was pretty decent. And it was, Mac. It was. 338,000 heist loot uh, would have bought me 3 billion steel. 3 billion steel. Now, for those of you... Uh, in your, let's say, upper 30s to low 40s, 3 billion is a good chunk, okay? Now, for Gregor, 3 billion, not a, not a good chunk. Hey, uh, Gregor, you were telling me the other day, what does your uh, Tritanium Generator cost to upgrade? <laughs> Just the Tritanium Generator. I don't know, like 80 billion? I don't know, 60 <laughs> billion? Something like that. Uh, uh, uh. Woo, there you go. There you go, okay? Uh, yeah, big time, okay? So, uh, now Mishra says not everyone could have gotten 400,000 loot. Some were won by auction-style events, and you're not wrong. Uh, however, the total number of leaderboard loot, and I wrote this down, guys, the total number of leaderboard loot was only about 58,000. 58,000. So you still could have gotten roughly 375,000-ish, 370,000-ish total out of this entire event store. That is better than Borg. It's better than Borg, okay? So not terrible. Not terrible as far as the event store goes. I'm, I'm relatively happy with it. So for those of you who are upset about the 30,000 extra high salute, come on, ch- check your expectations here a little bit. You got paid 30,000 high salute to literally do nothing. All right, because you were also paid in weeks one, two, and three in heist loot. All right, so you guys keep that in mind uh, as far as the event store. Now, that being said, event store folks, you better spend your loot. The event store closes, I think, in two more days. All right, you need to spend the loot. Do not get stuck holding all this heist loot. The arc is over. Just because Gauntlet did not occur. Uh oh, somebody, uh, moderators, help me out with that. I don't know who that is. It might have been Misty. I think I grabbed it. Um, don't Just because Gauntlet Week 4 did not happen does not mean that the event store is going to be extended, okay? Now, they could come out and give an official announcement, which I think would be wise because, again, not everybody listens to this show, but I hope that you guys do. 
and then distribute the information. Guys, don't get stuck holding on to your high salute, all right? We've seen this happen in the past. Let us learn from our lessons, all right, those of you still holding 300,000 tribbles, all right, those of you still holding 100,000 Borg war funds, let us learn from the mistakes of our past and go into the event store and spend your currency, okay? Uh, If Gauntlet Week 4 happens, obviously they're going to pay us out in something different. All right, but do spend your high salute. You need to go do that. What do you spend your high salute on? Well, there's been a lot of conversations about that. And what I love about this event store, what I love about the last few event stores we've had, Gregor, is that the selection is so wide. The selection is so wide that you literally can choose just about anything that helps you in the game. All right. Uh, But we all know there's only a couple things worth getting. Well, oh, you know what? I would love to hear your opinion on that. So let, let's talk about that. What was worth getting? Let's start with Gregor. Gregor, I know you're an Ops 48, so your needs are different than other people's. Uh, but what did you feel like was worth getting out of this event store? I'd like to hear your insight. Well, if you didn't have a Badar, it was worth getting one of those. Absolutely. And, if you, but I, and I feel like it's always officers, right? So I spent all mine on officers. Okay. And uh, I'm going to assume that you went specifically towards uh, Eurydice and possibly Mud 1.0? That's right. Okay. That's right. I did finish off uh, the two rares, Mudrow and whoever the other one is. I forget now. Uh, the other rare was, uh, yep, that one. <laughs> I don't remember. Hey, let me ask you. Did you, uh, Avix, thank you, Bernard. Thank you, Ibeglin. Avix was the other one. You know, now listen, this is really funny. I'm going to tell you a story. Here I am telling you to learn from the mistakes of your past. I did not, Gregor, invest in those officers. Uh, as of yet, we have determined... Don't that- tell me you got your fourth Stella so you can beat the guy with three Stellas. <laughs> I did not. I do know somebody that did. Uh, there is actually a player in my alliance who now has five Stellas. Five wow. Stellas. Uh, now, I don't know if five Stellas is, is necessarily the, you know... I don't know that everybody needed to do that. Okay, I don't know. I don't know why everybody needed. Here's why he did it. I'll tell you why he did it. He did it because the ship is incredibly cheap to repair, and crew does not matter. The higher the research goes, guys, I guarantee it. If his research now, he invested into the tree. His research is around sixty-one or sixty-two now. He says he can put a mining crew on it and go kill a hundred hostiles. Guys, let me show you this. Let me show you this. My research, V-Ready says, how did he get five Stellas? He bought them. He, that's all he bought. That's all he bought out of the store. Now, let me show you this, guys, in the graphics room. I'm posting this up right now. We heard somebody talking about how they could have taken out a Sally uh, with their Stella, and we didn't necessarily believe it. Well, shout-out goes, and this is actually this guy's a very cool player. You'll notice the target. I'm, a, I'm at war with his alliance. However, Van down by the river, super cool cat. I, I, I literally talk to him almost every day. He seems to play about the same time that I do. Uh, because he always uh, ganks my miner first thing in the morning, and I can usually find him a little bit later in the afternoon. We have schedules. We know each other's schedules, so he knows where I mine, and he knows where to go to pop it. Uh, Nonetheless, we were running armadas one day, and here I am just sitting, waiting on my mud mata timer, and he pops in to surprise me, and I wasn't paying attention, and he pops me, except he didn't pop me. I popped him. Okay, Uh, he lost in a one point one million cent. Now, obviously, crew, you guys can see it was set up straight speed. 
He set up for speed. He wanted to get to my armada, and he wanted to disrupt it. He had a fast warp girl, one of the speed girls, and then he had Pan and Rima, which are your uh, impulse officers. He was going to disrupt my armada. Uh, that was his goal. And he came in, and my 400,000, 480,000 Stella took him out. Took him out. All right? Why is that? How is that? Well, guys, Stella is... Stella is proving herself. Now, I know early on, Gregor, we gave it a little bit of down the road. We even said on this show that we felt like the Stella might have been a little less purposeful than the Vidar. Remember? We said that it felt like it was a little bit more closed loop. Uh, It was less, less worth it than your Vidar, right? We said that. Guys, here to tell you, as the research goes up, this Stella is getting beast. All right. Blokeman says, is it rate of fire? No, because he's not an exchange hostile. So I still only got my normal, what is it, four shots? I got my normal four shots. All right. Because he was an exchange. All right. The Stella is getting beast mode with the research. And guys, my research is only 31. Okay. Uh, take a look here. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Okay, now that's an exchange hostel, nonetheless. Okay, that's an exchange hostel. Um, believe it or not, uh, Commander Taylor, that's only a 34 exchange transport. He could go up from there. Look how little hull he got. He could go up big time. I'm hitting 34s and 35s. All right. Uh, and so, and his is 582 strength, meaning that he's got his research even higher than mine. Okay. Yeah. Take a look at that. Mark shows research at level 78. Mark, take that thing out in PVP with it a little bit. And here's why one of my alliance mates has five of these. Has anybody looked at the repair cost on one of these ships when it dies? Anybody? It's about 30,000 trite and a little over an hour in repair time. Guys, it's cheap. It's dirt cheap. This ship is going out and wrecking Sally's, and it costs 30000 to repair. Okay? This ship is proving its worth, and so I want to motivate some of the uh, lower-level players or free-to-play players that this ship is something you should be working towards. Absolutely is something you should be working towards. Okay, uh, Mishra says if you're sub ops 31, you don't have a chance to get Stella over 20. Mishra, that doesn't matter. I mean, it, it'll help eventually, but the research is what's doing it. It's the research. All right, Dreamweaver says, but I bought four Botany Bays. I'm here to tell you, these five Stellas will wreck your Botany Bays, my friend. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, uh, VGO says on server 160, we could only buy one Stella. I don't know about that. I know a lot of people that have a couple. Okay? So maybe maybe we should check into that. I will look into that. Send me a PM. All right? I will also tell you, by the way, that some people said that they didn't even have an option for the second Stella. All right? I got an answer for you on that. You are required to have Ops 28. You're required to have Ops 28 if you do want to buy a second Stella. Uh, so I told a couple of players about that who had PM'd me. And um, I'm not saying that that's your issue, VGO, because I know that you're higher at Ops level. Uh, but a couple of people had sent me that message, and when they punched Ops 28, they were able to go up. Uh, Lady Kess says, I was only offered to buy one, but you're on the same server. You're in the same alliance even. 
So perhaps just like the second Stella is tied to Ops 28, perhaps these multiple Stellas are tied to higher uh, escalating Ops levels. Although I don't know that that makes sense for V-Ready because I'm pretty sure he's a 40-level player as well. So we'll have to we'll have to figure it out. Uh, I'll uh, I'll see. You guys just uh, just message me and and we'll see if we can if we can try to figure it out. All right. Uh, however, guys, I'm here to tell you that originally at the beginning of this arc, we did say that the Stella was going to get strong, but we didn't realize how strong. We thought that the strength of Stella was probably going to lie in exchange armadas and exchange hostiles. Well, I'm here to tell you. This ship is proving itself in PvP. Guys, I want go back to the graphics room and look at mine. My maxed Vidar would not have beat that Centurion. It would not have. Okay? Now, yes, I had Triangle on my side. Yes, I had Crew on my side. But guys, I don't believe... Wow, look at that. That is a gold mission... Ho oh, no, that's just a regular red hostile. Goodness gracious, look at that. Okay? Guys, I'm here to tell you. The Stella has some worth, and if you're able to get extra copies of her, even if it's only one, you're going to be able to always keep one in the scrapper, meaning that you're always going to be accumulating the Stella particles, which are what you need to max out these researches for the Stella. And again, not the entire tree, guys. I'm reminding you that the Stella researches that we posted <clears throat> in our graphics room here a while ago the Stella researches, all right, the ones with the Stella icon for the most part, are the ones that are doing excellent, excellent modifications to your Stella. The Stella needs to be something that you focus on. And if you decided you wanted to get a second one, I would definitely give it that, that my 100% thumbs up. You definitely should consider a second Stella. What else should you buy out of the event store? I would encourage you to buy stuff that you need that may not otherwise be easily obtainable, such as officer shards if you're going to work on these officers. Now, Gregor, you're going to shame me for this because I missed Harrison all those many months ago. And uh, for those of you who have listened to the show for a while, let's all together remind the community what I bought instead of John Harrison. Anybody remember? some resource wasn't it it was uncommon crystal <laughs> yeah i bought uncommon crystal instead of harrison and by the way i had enough currency to buy harrison i was just a doofus and i didn't all right crystal is what i bought instead of harrison now i may have made the same mistake again gregor because i looked at these officers and, and i examined the officers like we did uh early on during this arc and i said well gosh a lot of these officers, to me, don't feel super fantastic until like tier four, right? Because their proc rates, their proc rates are incredibly low. Therefore, they're not reliable. They're too much of a gamble. If they fire, their their weapons hot, right? But if they don't fire, kind of tough, right? I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, not not super exciting officers. For not sure. super exciting officers and officers that I figured. I am probably not going to get to Tier 4 or Tier 5 for an incredibly long time. So, I passed. <laughs> I passed. And uh, for those of you uh, who have followed along on the show, you know that I won blueprints for a black ISS jellyfish here a couple of weeks ago. So, what is my big need? If I'm rushing Ops 39 or Shipyard 39, Gregor, I don't even, you don't even have to. We didn't Parsteel. talk. Parsteel. 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 All right. And and believe it or not, even more than Parsteel was actually uncommon gas. 
I blew all of my gas in the jelly event. So then <laughs> no I, pun intended. <laughs> I blew gas. Um, I blew all my gas in the um, in the uh, jelly event. Okay, so what uh, what do I need to upgrade all of my defense turrets, Gregor? Gas. Yeah, <laughs> I need gas. I need gas to upgrade all the defense turrets. So what did I do? I made maybe we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell if I made a mistake. But I bought gas. All right. I also bought something that is extremely hard to get, and I bought 5,000 independent credits. All right. So here's what I was able to get, and this is what I did. I actually mapped it all out. I did it very mathematically, guys. Yesterday, the first thing I bought were the 5,000 independent credits. It was limited, limited to 10. I bought 5,000 independent credits. Boom, done. Got that one. The next thing I looked at is, gosh, I need, uh, and I did the math on this yesterday evening, I needed 4.4 billion steel, more than what I had, Gregor. 4.4 billion more than what I had to get to Shipyard 39. Now, 4.4 billion steel sounds like a lot to some of the younger players, but to Gregor, you know, that's actually a very small chunk. To me, that seems relatively obtainable, right? 4 billion steel is not terrible for me. Heck, $100 buys me 2.2 billion. Okay, so uh, I, I, but I wanted to see if I could do it without spending money. I'm not in that much of a rush, but I, I do want to try to get it done. 4.4 billion steel is what I need to get to Shipyard 39. I also need an additional almost, uh, I think it was 15, 1500 or 1550 um, uncommon gas. Okay, um, so I decided that I could raid the steel. I can't raid gas. So I bought Uncommon Gas. Now, this may prove to be a mistake, Gregor. I did it once before. I bought materials instead of an officer. We'll see. <laughs> I've always said be careful about skipping the officers, but I did it because I, I really need to get that jellyfish out in space. So I bought the gas. I was able to buy 1,000 gas. And so now I'm down to needing only about 450 uh, gas, which I should be able to do in less than a week. To be perfectly honest with you, that's less than a week for me. Um, and should be able to, and, and so I'm going to set my, my sights to rating the steel. Uh, in the last 24 hours, I have rated half a billion steel. So server 15, if you've got steel, I even got, I even got a hate message, Gregor. I got a fan mail earlier today because I, I popped a guy and rated him for only like 15 million steel. He was like, that's not even worth it. Why would you come in and take 15 million steel? I was like, I need steel. And 15 million steel is 15 more than I had. He was very upset at me. I told him to shield. <laughs> well, if it's not worth it, then what does he care? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I, that's what shield I want. Shield or share. Shield or share, right? I, I, I took I his 15. Hey, you. what's up, Misty? What's up? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I have a second Stella. Uh -huh. I was able to, I bought it with, you know, the, the high loop tokens. Good. But I also bought other things. I bought the war parts. I bought frequency mods because I was like, okay, I really need to upgrade these. Now, do I want to take that second cello that I got and just keep scrapping it over and over oh, yeah. and over? Absolutely. So that with yes. the first cello that I have, I can just use it to upgrade? You got it. Correct. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You're at, you're a thousand percent right. As a matter of fact, I am tiering it so I can get a few more Stella particles. I'm only tiering it once, though. I'm going to tier two, level 10, and scrapping. Tier two only costs 525 uranium, so it's not taking a great deal away from my primary Stella, okay, that I want to spend most of my uranium upgrading. So 525 uh, I'm taking I'm I'm taking the XP and I'm taking it up to level ten, and to me that is about a twelve hour scrap and it gets me three hundred and ten particles, three hundred and ten particles. Uh, it's only a twelve hour scrap, so if I wanted to instant build it, I could do that twice in a day. All right. Oh, thank you, Raxnar. Look at that. That's beautiful, beautiful. And there you go. That that'll help you. That'll help you plan down the road. But that's what I'm doing. I'm going to tier two, level ten, right there. You see, it only costs 525 uranium. I'm getting 310 stellar particles. And if I instant build, I don't mean instant build, but if I use my speed ups, okay, and build the ship and then scrap it twice in a day, I'm getting 600 particles a day. Not the best in the world, but it is better. It is better than what it was. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I, 600 is poopy, says uh, Corking. I, it's it's better than what it was. I get that, but it adds up too. 600 a day is 600 a day, and so a lot of these researches only cost a couple thousand at this point. So, yes, and on top of uh, doing the scrapping, you're going to keep that your main Stella to get into your mud matas, getting your heist loot, your exchange loot. For your uranium pulls and your rare mud matas for your rare uranium pulls while you're still scrapping and building your other Stella. At this point, and he's exactly right, at this point, guys, you should not be running mud matas with regular ships. Okay? Um, and no, Snake Eyes, that has nothing to do with me. All right? He may just be quiet on his end. But you remember, you guys are hearing audio from Discord. I'm not managing other players for you. I only manage what comes through on the podcast. And he was quiet. That might have just been him. Uh, that being said, that being said, everybody should be running their uh, exchange armadas now with Stellas. And if you get a second Stella, that allows you to always have her available. All right, that allows you to always have her available so that you can go and run those with your team. Yes, with the team. The things we learn, right? We did originally talk about running them solo, and that is profitable. It can be. But at this point, too, you guys should have a fair number of directives kind of stocked up so that you guys can run these, you know, when you can. Yes, big country, I hear you. Teams. <laughs> Teams. And Hani says, I just bought my second Stella based on this discussion. I think that's wise. And then whatever's left, guys, do what you need. All right? I need gas and steel. I bought, I bought all the gas that I could get. I did not buy steel because I, I know I can go raid it. All right? So that's what I did with mine. Uh, Gregor, you worked on officers. Let's see. What did anybody else do with theirs? Anybody? Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Stevens Aaron says no, no directives because we had too many Armada events. Agreed. Uh, absolutely agreed. Scopely, if you're taking any feedback on that, those milestones were tough. Those milestones were really tough. Now, folks, I'm going to remind you of one thing that I have said on this show before, although, although I am in your corner on this. I have said before that not every event is intended for you to be able to finish. Not everybody can get 100% all the time, except that I, I have always believed that if you did the work, if you invested the time, you should be able to. This one dealt with a limiting currency. So, Scopely, I feel like this one, the, the 
solo milestones for the Armada events that we had, what, guys, six times in the last 23 days? That was a lot. That It was a lot. Steven Zarin says it needs to be either two-day Armada events or cut the milestones. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. That was, that was As- really- assemble your team. That's all I'll say. Assemble your team, folks. We had assemble how, your crew. How many? Uh, how many days of that did we have? Six or eight days of just officer recruits. Infinite, so, yeah, infinite days was, of recruit. It team. was a lot. So some good feedback to go back from this arc, and we spent the last episode talking about the structure of the arc. Snake Eye says it needs to be one to two week arcs, no more month long arcs. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say that it, it needs to be not a month long, but if they're going to do it that way, there needs to be enough content to keep it engaging for that for that three weeks. Okay, uh, it was only 24 days. It was a little over three weeks, and and I'm not opposed to that concept, guys. Remember, if that concept goes away, then so does Battle Pass. All right, so I am not opposed to the to the month long arc. Okay, but there needs to be enough engaging content to keep it to keep it engaging and keep it exciting. Yeah, uh, Meow says more content. Absolutely. Okay, uh, the month long is fine. Just some less intense Armada weekends and uh, less structure or less focus on you know recruiting and and pay events. And I agree with that. But again, I don't want to I don't want to really jump into that. That I really wanted to kind of talk about the event store here initially okay so real quick we'll spend uh, maybe two or three minutes what did some of you guys buy what did some of you guys buy out of the event store what did you love about this event store the vidar was there uh ship blueprints appropriate for your level was there materials independent credits go ahead uh, you broke up a little bit there i didn't hear you yeah i bought uh, uncommon. Stella. Bio. I bought a second one. There you go, Stella. Uncommon materials. Good. Ultra recruit. Why tokens. wasn't Why wasn't Mud 2.0 in the event store? I don't know. Was but Jayla wasn't in the event store. Uh, oh no, wait. Yeah, she was. Yeah, Jayla was there, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Was six of ten? No, six of ten was the one who was not. Six of ten was not in the event store because he was not released until that third arc. So. Uh, so the equivalent of six of ten was Mud 2.0. He wasn't in the event store either. Six of ten wasn't. So, and it may have just been that the event store was launched before. Because you guys got to remember, Mud 2.0 was introduced in this arc, and there were auctions uh, for him during this arc. So I think that uh, I think that made uh, him different. Now Shinjo says Mud 2.0 and six of ten. Uh, well, if we follow the pattern, 6 of 10 had a special after the arc. Maybe we see the same thing with Mud 2.0. I have no idea. I have no idea. And we've been told that's not going to recur, but you never know. All right? You never know what could happen. Aardvark says, I bought Enterprise Blueprints. Exciting. Good stuff, man. Uh, good for you. Tanner Helix says, I got my Faction Miners. Congratulations, man. Faction Miners are huge. They are huge and wildly important in this game. As a matter of fact, somebody was asking me, Gregor, we need to go back. We did a wartime mining episode, and somebody in the official Discord was the other day, just two days ago, Gregor, was talking about how uh, an alliance uh, got just really upset at everything, and they're just killing everything, sweeping systems, killing everything. Um, I sent him a link to our wartime mining episode. He was like, oh, my gosh. He's like, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about this before. He was like, this totally changes everything the way I've thought about mining. I'm sending this to my entire team. He messaged me the next day. And said, "My gosh, we all got our we all got our dailies done in in like an hour, and and we you know weren't really that badly disrupted because we were paying attention. Active mining, active speed mining, guys. That's a great episode. You need to go back and listen. And uh, Gregor, we may do another one. Um, 
on some you know some early mining stuff envoys and horizons stuff harley was talking to me about it and there's some good stuff to talk about there so there's maybe, a lot of that going on by the way right now what uh just blowing blowing up systems yeah i wonder what's going on just people are getting a little bit bored a little bit stale just going through and blowing everything up i think that and maybe they're just kind of having reckless fun in star trek fleet command because they're doing other things possibly blowing off some steam after the last arc frustrated with life wonder woman says uh playing evil echoes says mark shout out dreamweaver <laughs> any number of things could be happening okay any number of things could be happening but nonetheless um there is uh there is some stuff to be learned okay and speed and active mining very well could be something that is important to you and your alliance all right if uh, if you guys are in a spot guys let's do this um anything else that we want to talk about regarding the stella how important she is and your event store, which is closing in about 48 hours, a little bit less. So make sure that you guys spend all your loot and spend it on things that will benefit you in this game. Anybody else have any comments or anything before we move on? Because coming back after the break, we are going to get into why Crucible of War is just so god-awful, Gregor. So terrible. People on the official Discord went nuts. I can't believe at the end of an arc they would run Crucible of War. Huh? I expected it. What? I said, like, they're going to run Crucible of War after this arc. Literally. Somebody on the official Discord. I I said it, like, the day before. (laughs) You actually probably saw it. Vita, they're gonna get COV. You probably even saw it, Vita. It was there was a guy on the Discord about the same time you were doing your rant, absolutely blasting Crucible of War and how it was terrible timing and made no sense to the story and to the arc. And my response was, the arc is over, the arc is done. And for the last what five months, we've had a Crucible of War event between the arcs. I mean, one plus one equals six, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm happy to see Crucible of no, War. No, ten. What? Ten what? Ten months? That hasn't been ten months, has no, it? No, one, pl- one plus one is one zero. Oh, oh my <laughs> Vita is speaking to me in his binary language. Guys, we're going to take a very quick break. When we return, let's break down Crucible of War. Okay, we've done this one time before on the show, but just in case you're missing the mechanics, okay, just in case you feel like this event is too difficult for you to complete, I'm going to give you the easiest possible scenario. Guys, you're not going to want to miss this. It's all coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Rice Frisbees, the breakfast cereal dogs like to catch in the air. ABC presents an after-school special on teens being pressured to smoke. Come on, man. No thanks, I don't smoke. Is your kid getting pressured by an ordinary Joe? Come on, man. E-cigarettes are a gateway to marijuana. I don't do that stuff. Come on, man. And marijuana goes hand-in-hand with beer. I'm good. Oh, come on, man. ABC's after-school special tells your kids how to just say no. Come on, man. No way, I'm out of here. Come on, man.
quickly when I knew I should That the world was made up of this brotherhood of man For whatever that means Into a crisis Welcome back. Good afternoon. Welcome into the show. Yeah, the four non-blondes. How did we do, Snake Eyes? Are we flagged? <laughs> I wanted to pick something a little bit older. Here you go, guys. And we're going to get to it right now. With the hook, we're going to get cut. Hey, <laughs> uh, Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, yeah, great one right there. And uh, for those of you I, I didn't mention uh, earlier, uh, we are streaming on YouTube, simulcasting again. That went very, very well last time. So thank you, Snake Eyes. Welcome back in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. like to welcome in all of our audiences all over. Of course, if you're hanging out here in Discord with us, you are participating live in the show. Your mics are potted up. You're welcome to contribute. Uh, for those of you just streaming us today... Uh, we are simulcasting right now on our YouTube channel. Uh, what is our YouTube link? Have no idea, but you can link to it uh, from visiting our website at Talking Trek STFC. <laughs> Yeah, I know. TalkingTrekSTFC.online. Visit our website, and while you're there, you can get all kinds of stuff. You can link to our YouTube and see our videos. You can uh, link to our merchandise store. Uh, you can get archived copies of the podcast, all kinds of stuff available from our website. That is TalkingTrekSTFC.online. I'd like to uh, have you go and check that out. As a matter of fact, Folks, I want to uh, invite you to visit our YouTube channel and check out a video that we just did after our last show uh, and after the interview we had with Panic, uh, Snake Eyes and Gregor and I decided to do a big deep dive into dailies and how the dailies pay out. Very interesting data there, guys. Very, very interesting. I'd love for you to go and download that video or go view it, rather. It's on YouTube, so go watch the video. While you're there, please subscribe to the channel. We are not going to hit our 1,000 subs, so Panic wins the bet. Um, we're not going to hit our 1,000 subs before the end of this month, but we did take a very valiant stab at it. We're in the 300 range, and, you know, that's, that's not terrible, but I'd like to get it up there. So please go subscribe to the channel. Please like the video. Uh, put your comments in the uh, section below the video so we can address those and get your feedback and so forth. There. Thank you, Snake Eyes. There's the link. While you're there, go and, uh, and subscribe to the channel. I'd really appreciate that. So, guys, your mics are potted back up. Let's get into the second part of our show today. I wanted to uh, spend a little bit of time today talking about Crucible of War. And at this point uh, is where I'm going to uh, reintroduce a friend of Talking Trek, Miss Trek and Chick. Trek and Chick has done a phenomenal job, a phenomenal job uh, with the graphics that she always does. You guys, check this out. She does such a phenomenal job with this. Snake Eyes does the video. Trek and Chick does all of the, like, the world-class corporate presentation presentation stuff i mean my gosh what a great team that uh, that we've got here what a fantastic community we have here guys you guys are the best and i thank you for it so let's take a look crucible of war only the strongest alliances will be triumphant what does this mean 
This means the same thing that we've been saying ever since Crucible first presented itself back in December of 2019. For the last nine months, we have been experiencing, uh, for the most part, a monthly Crucible of War. I think there was one month where we didn't get it. Crucible of War, folks, is a great test of the activity level of your alliance. A great test of the activity level of your alliance. But it's super easy. Some people get really overwhelmed, okay? Some people said on the official Discord when this came out, gosh, another event that I'm not going to be able to complete. Why? Why not? Why can't you complete it? And if you cannot complete it, take a good look in the mirror, okay? Because if you're not doing your solo, then you're dead weight to your alliance, And if your alliance is not completing the alliance milestones, then you need to move on to greener pastures. All right, let's talk about it. All right, how can your alliance complete it and why would you want to? Love it, love it, okay? Uh, We'll talk about military supremacy here in just a few minutes. Yeah, military supremacy is something different. Now, I will say this. For those of you who got military supremacy along with Crucible, that's great, I hope that you're able to complete it. If not, I understand why. Those of you looking for 500 level 40 hostiles, that's a tough grind. That's really, really tough to do because it's not even about you not being willing to spend the resources or the time. It's that the level 40 hostiles are hard to find. So, uh, you know, that was one thing that I sent back is maybe, you know, one or two or three maybe extra systems, you know, that are 41 or 42 level systems. That way you can get uh, some more hostiles out there. I think there should be a level 41 system uh, that spawns 40s, 41s, and 42s. All right. Three systems, one in each faction. All right. One in each faction. And, and then there you go. Um so meow says the 39 systems have plenty i think that may depend it's kind of like swarm space meows it depends on the maturity of your server for example today i'm trying to do my swarm heroic so i fly into the swarm 35 system and there's 40 players i kid you not 40 plus players in there all right i the the swarm system is getting crowded okay swarm system is getting crowded so uh let's let's take a look the three parts of crucible of war it's a three-day event designed to test alliances to succeed you need active players killing hostiles all right active players so let's take a look at these three events you got the alliance milestone uh which is the uh the alliance part of this with the thing that brings everybody together you've got a leaderboard and you've got the milestone now the leaderboard we're not really going to address today because it is a classic leaderboard the strongest ships can hit the highest hostiles they're worth so many more points but i will point out guys it's just a trite payout it's not a huge deal to not be able to play super high in the alliance leaderboard it's tritanium that's all it is okay just a little extra tritanium not the end of the world this event is actually probably one of the most well-balanced events okay i know that there is a vip aspect but there should be okay in most events and this is it the fact that you have the milestones and the alliance milestones make this event perfectly fine perfectly fine so let's take a look at our next slide let's start with the solo milestone this is what you can do as a player as a player yourself now uh chick you took this screenshot from your own game all right you took your screenshot from your own game what is your ops level and as we can see there folks she caps out at sixty-two thousand points 62,000 points. Uh, and what is it that, uh, that you have to – you're level 31. Okay, she's level 31, guys, 62,000 points. Now, one thing I didn't see here, Chick. Um, oh, okay, hey, go 
let's see. This isn't there. So let me throw this screenshot up here real, real fast into the graphics room as well. I'm missing one screenshot here. I probably didn't send it to you. That's my fault. Um, the Crucible of War solo milestone is based on destroying hostiles, okay? Those hostiles award points value. So I'm going to send you mine as well, uh, and I'm going to throw this in the graphics room very, very quickly um, and pull up. Yeah, here we go. Now, uh, this is for Destroy Hostiles 2, and here's Destroy Hostiles 1. Now, I want to do some quick math with you guys because at my level, it is different, okay? I fully acknowledge that it's different uh, for the higher levels as far as the level of hostiles and how many you need to hit. But I did, um, I did go through a couple of different players, and I asked a couple of different players what their points looked like and how many they were going to need to kill. So there is the ones for me. All right, I've got to get 264,000 points, but I can also hit higher level hostiles. Uh, guys going to have to do the math. Here's uh, Infinite Key says, come on, don't complain, 4.73 million. That's a lot. Now, uh, Key, your ops level is what now? You're obviously up in the 40s, probably mid to high 40s. Yeah, 45. Um, and you can hit Saul Traders, right? Uh, so if you're doing Saul Traders... At half a million a piece, let me take a look at the graphics room real quick. If you're hitting salt traders at 49, let's see, that's a quarter million. So at 4 million, you would have to hit 4.7 million. No, he's got to hit 4 per million times for 16, 18, 19 hostiles. You got to hit 19 salt traders and you're done. Now, obviously, 19 Soul Traders, guys, by the way, that ain't easy. <laughs> okay, that ain't easy at all. Um, but, uh, you know, 19, okay. I, I want to go back to, to this on this solo milestone, all right? And here was my, my personal math on this when I looked at it, is that your solo milestone should be potentially in the neighborhood of 50 to 75 hostels. For most players uh, in the in the upper twenties, low thirties, mid thirties, maybe even upper thirties, okay, that you are going to need fifty to seventy-five approximate hostels. Now, once you get up into your forties and you have to hit the salt traders, it's it's different because the salt traders are worth so many more points. All right, the points per hostel is the same for all players, but the milestones are not. The milestones are not. Oh, Tequila Max says the level 50 is only nine traders. I was thinking about the 49s. Sorry, I was thinking about the 49s because I, I thought that they I thought that they changed all the capital systems to level 49. Didn't they? Yeah, that's what I thought. They are 49s. Yeah, all throwing me off there, Tequila. The capital systems are 49s now, meaning they're only giving you 286,000 points. Now, check the reason that uh, the, the points are the same for everybody, but the milestones are different. The milestones are different. So let's, let's take a look at this. At Ops 31, Chick, what are you hitting uh, for your dailies? Let, let's take a look. What are you hitting? What, what do you need for your dailies? Probably 33s, 34s. What are you hitting? Chick is uh, chick is not answering or not in voice. Oh, she's hitting 39s and 40s. Well, golly, Chick. Gee, many Christmas. It's not even 50 for you. All right, Stevens Aaron says, I'm 31, and I'm hitting 39s and 40s. Well, this event is cake for you guys. All right, let's go lower. Let's go. Hang on. Herc says the solo milestone isn't the problem. I'm going to explain why none of it's the problem here in a second. Let's go down. Someone give me something in, like, the upper 20s. Anybody in here a 26 or a 28? All right, anybody? Shinjo says, uh, my 26 is hitting 33s to 35s. Well, golly. Okay, you guys have got this on point. 
You guys have got this on point. Look at the number of points that are required. And you say, well, the solo is not the problem. Well, good. Then let's, let's move forward. The solo is going to award you 400 trophies. 400 gold trophies, by the way. All right, 400 gold trophies. Keep this in your mind. It's not an alliance trophy. These are gold trophies. They count towards the alliance milestone event. All right, kill higher, uh, get more points for the higher level hostiles, so forth and so on. Take a look at there. Level 14, which, by the way, a level 14 might be flying in a jelly. That jelly might be able to take out level 20s, right? Anybody? Uh, what, what does a baby jelly get you anymore? Can you, get to le- can you kill level 20s with a baby jelly? If you can kill level 20s with a baby jelly, that's 1,400 points divided by 30. 1,400 divided by 30. That's 47 hostels. 47 hostels. Now, I'm going to use the example of 50 hostels in my upcoming math. All right? Let's go to the next slide, um, uh, Chick. The Alliance Milestone. This is what's got everybody twisted, and it shouldn't. All right? The event caps out at 2 million points. 2 million points is where it caps out. You get points for using combat ships. You get points for silver trophies, which we're not going to even use today in our math. We're going to leave the silver trophies completely out of it because that is a pay component, and I'm here to prove to you how easy this event is without paying. All right, gold trophies, which everybody gets 400 per day. Every, if you do max participation, everybody can get 400 for three days. That's 1,200 trophies you're going to get. All right, and you need 2 million points. Let's take a look. Um, uh, I want to I skip the Alliance leaderboard because, you know, that's a junk event, so I don't, I don't want to do that one. You can post that one up for somebody to reference, Chick, but I, I wasn't really even going to spend any time talking about it today. Uh, because the Alliance leaderboard is just, you know, is what it is, okay? So the Alliance milestone, 2 million points. Well, somebody's going to say, gosh, that's impossible. I can't get to 2 million points. Yes, you can. Here's how. Let's math it out, folks. Let's do some math. And now you've got it in visual form, Sinclair. You've got it in visual form so you guys can see it. Guys, let's pretend that the average player is using a Saladin. Now, folks, if you're in an alliance and you're only a level 14 or a level 20, you don't have a Sally. But somebody in your alliance probably has a Sally or higher, so let's use the average of a Sally. And if you'll go back up uh, two screens or two images, you'll see that a Sally is going to give you 29 points. Any level 28 ship. Any level 28 ship is going to give you 29 points, plus you get one point just for killing the hostile. That means for killing... Um, a red hostile, by the way, any red hostile, and I'm going to give you a, sneak, uh, a sneaky hint here in a minute. But if you're hitting 39s and 40s to do your solo, whatever, that's fine. All right. Let's pretend you're using a Sally to kill those 39s. That means you're getting 30 points towards the Alliance milestone. All right. So go back to the math screen. 50 kills. I'm going to say just if you did 50 kills a day, which is, by the way, super duper easy and takes hardly any time. But 50 kills in a Sally. That means you're going to get 1,500 points during that day. 50 kills at 30 points means that you contribute 1,500 points per day to your alliance. 50 kills, by the way, is probably most people's dailies, just FYI. Okay? Most people can do their dailies with 50 reds, if not more. But that means you're going to get 1,500 points a day or 4,500 points over the three days. 
you also, if you're doing your solo, which you guys are saying is so easy, okay, so easy, you're going to get 400 gold trophies per day, meaning you're going to get 1,200 trophies over the three days. Those trophies are worth 30 points, meaning that over three days, you're going to get 36,000 points on the Alliance board just from dailies or uh, just from uh, just from the trophies so one player in one alliance is now capable of supporting its alliance with 40,500 points uh over the over the three days okay that's not points per player per day that's uh per event 40,500 points per that player for the event for the three days so look over. Let's math it out in the blue there. An alliance with 50, and 50 has always been the number. 50 has always been the number. We've talked about 50 a zillion times on this show. An alliance with 50 players participating, 50 players doing their milestones, folks, they will score in three days 2,025,000 points. That's 50 players. Raxnar says we have 77 people in our alliance. Three have not touched a single player, and we only have two milestones to go. They've already done eight milestones, folks. This event is built for active alliances. We've talked about this in the past. If you are not in an alliance with 50 active players, you are hurting yourself. We've talked about this a gazillion times. This is a replay episode. This is a repeat all right. Big Country says our alliance is probably going to be done in about 30 minutes. And you guys are saying, how is that possible? It's not because he has 70 players. It's because they're doing more than the 1,500 points per day because they're grinding hostels nonstop. Not only that, they're probably using something bigger than a Sally. Let's say that you've got a bunch of uh, uh, players in your alliance that are using Enterprises. That's 50 points per kill. And if they go out and kill 200 hostels, at 50 points, that's 10,000 points. 10,000 points. Haven has brought up a really good point. We have 45 actives. We have 45 actives. No inactives allowed, and we finish Cal. You know how she's doing it? They are getting more than the 1,500 points just from killing the hostels. Now, some of you are going to say, well, that's just too expensive. I can't hit that many hostels. Well, you don't need to. Here's your, here's your trick. Here's your secret, guys. When you're done with your solo milestone, guys, Meow says, I kill a ton of NPCs for the team. Folks, listen, here's your hint. When you're done with the solo milestone, go to a level one system and grind to your heart's content. There is no level requirement on the Alliance milestone, folks. None. So once you're done with your solo milestone, because that is the one that requires you to have a certain level of hostile, and by the way, by the way, someone's going to say, well, that ties into the alliance leaderboard. Yes, it does. If you're an alliance that's pushing for an alliance leaderboard position, then don't kill level ones, okay? But if you're going to write off the alliance leaderboard event, fine. Go kill level ones. Go kill level ones. All right, because you're still going to get your 50 points and you can kill them for an infinite amount of time and it costs you nothing to repair. 
Zero. Nothing. Now, again, if you're an alliance that is chasing an alliance leaderboard, let's go back up one slide. Sorry, I'm doing this out of order, Chick. Go back up one slide, and let's take a look. What do the alliances get? How easy would it be to place? You may not want to hit level one mobs because the top 50 alliances are getting paid. The top 50 alliances. Listen, for most servers, that's every one of you. For most servers, that is 100% of players. The top 50 alliances are going to get Tritanium rewards. Now, if you're going to chase this leaderboard, then yes, don't kill the level ones because these will pay you based on, on points, okay? Uh, these will pay you based on the size of what you're killing. All right. By the way, there's also a spend materials component to this. But, you know, as Skippy said on the last show, I'm okay with this, com with this mechanic. I am okay with this type of pay-to-play mechanic. Cal, to me, is perfect. Cal could not be modified in any other way to make it any more fair for the grinders versus the spenders. You guys hear what I'm saying? This event is balanced in such a perfect way. Perfect way that there is no real benefit for a spender as compared to a grinder in this event. Snake Eyes points out, hey, if you're having trouble completing the milestones, then you're probably not chasing the leaderboard anyways, and that's fine. Okay? I'm not seeing anybody really having a problem here. Gunny says 50 kills a day in Franklin. Also for dailies, that's just another 500 points a day from dailies. Perfect. Perfect. You guys are getting it. Okay? Kukar says, I'm 31, don't spend a dime, and we get it done. Hudson says, good event, good payouts. Let's talk about the payouts because, again, there is not an event in this game that, in my opinion, is more perfect. Let's talk about the payout. Let's go to the slide right after the math one there, Chick. Have we mentioned the rewards? We sure haven't. If your alliance finishes, if your alliance finishes, then you will get 32,000 alliance trophies. 32,000 Alliance trophies. You go down to your Alliance store, and you're going to see a bunch of stuff. Now, Sinclair says, I am sick of killing loads of reds every day. There needs to be more variety other than kill hostiles, mine, or do armadas. Agreed, Sinclair. Here's the problem. What else do you have? Because PvP and the whole system melts down. If you launch a scopely sanctioned PvP event, the entire galaxy melts to its core. All right? And this is where people like Mac... All right, and people like Sinclair have been screaming about new mechanics. New mechanics. Now, the re yeah, you got it, Mac. This is kind of where new mechanics come in. You typed it about a second after I said it. This is where you guys come in and say, <laughs> my wife just scared the piss out of me, you guys. What? Nice. Okay. Yay. Hey, why are you not wearing a bathrobe, and why is it not on the floor? <laughs> I just got slapped in the face. Ah, uh, no, she wasn't naked again. <laughs> they asked if you were naked again. It was one time, but they remember it. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> Are you scared of your wife no, being she's, naked? She sneak. No, she sneaks up behind me. She tries to scare me. Okay, she sneaks up. Anyway, <laughs> like, sorry. What were we talking about? Uh, dailies. We need more trite. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm totally flabbergasted now. Anyway. <laughs> You guys are going to have to give me a second here to, re to regain my composure. Yes, mechanics come into play here, Mac. I agree that the game could use a couple of new mechanics. 
However, Sinclair, <clears throat> the mechanics of Crucible of War is about as good as we currently have in the game. It encourages teamwork. It encourages you motivating your alliance. It encourages a strong alliance. It encourages you to be in a strong alliance. It doesn't require a great deal extra from you because most people completing their dailies are going to satisfy the Crucible milestones. Guys, this is just... This is just a free... Okay, we just did a video. We just talked on the last podcast about how dailies have to be increased, right? Dailies have to be increased. Guys, this event, one would argue, is free. We're not doing anything more than our dailies. All right? Like, honestly, we're, we're doing our dailies and we're hitting our milestones. This, listen, Scopely, <laughs> just throwing this out there. I don't know what the rest of the galaxy believes. <laughs> this is just ultimate DJ's opinion. But if Crucible of War was an everyday forevermore event, I would never complain about dailies ever again. I swear to you, if Crucible of War was a new event every single day in the background, put it in the dailies group seven days, which guys, they're never going to do this, okay? They're never going to do this. But if it was around seven days a week forevermore, you would be right in telling your community, hush now, little child. We have given you an amazing thing. And your dailies, you ask for daily increased payouts. Here's Cal forevermore. It's a, it's a permanent event. All right. Now, guys, again, they'll never do it. That, that will never be a seven-day event. Okay. It, 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 they won't do it. Okay. However, if they did, this is exactly the kind of trite and material and, and, and resource injection that I am talking about getting into the economy. This is how you make the dailies worth it. This is how you make the dailies worth it. And for those of you saying that you can't get it done, then you're not in an alliance that you belong in. If you're doing your part, if you're pulling your weight, if you are killing 50 hostiles uh, in at least a sally and you are getting your 400 trophies every single day and your alliance does not hit, then you belong in a better alliance because your alliance is not serving you. Period. Plain and simple. Because you are doing your part. All right. So, yes. Uh, Chick says there's more slides. Let's talk about the rewards. Okay. There's your 32,000, by the way. 32,000. 32,000 alliance trophies. You can buy crystal, materials, steel, uh, wh whatever. By the way, the milestones from the solo event are paying out great steel. I was very happy to see that because I need the steel. Okay, I need steel. Now, Scaly says, I'm trying to build my family, not abandon my friends for solo achievements. Scaly, perfect. I'm glad you bring that up. I'm glad you bring that up. It's perfect, okay? But if your alliance is not able to complete this event, then if you're an admiral or a leader, then that's what you got to look at. You got to do a checkup from the neck up, my friend. If your alliance isn't getting it done, fine. You don't want to leave your alliance? That's great. Then get to the recruiting table. Start recruiting. Look at a merger. Try to bring in other players that can get you to the benchmark that you need. Okay? You need this. All right? Sinclair says, uh, if Cal, are you, you're saying no, you wouldn't want Cal every single day? You say regular resource rewards are okay, but there needs to be a massive uptick in uncommons and other things. Uh, take a look at this slide. Did we mention the rewards? You get 32,000 Alliance trophies, and they're redeemable for a bunch of uncommon materials. Okay? Now, again, 
I, I you know, again, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that Scopely's going to introduce this on a daily basis. I know they're not, but this is the kind of injection that we're talking about. This is the kind of injection that we want to have. Okay. Um. So. You know, every time that this event comes around, somebody says, well, my line struggles. You, then you have to look at it. You need approximately 50 actives. You have to have it. That makes a healthy alliance in the eyes of Scopely. In the eyes of the event design team, you need 50. All right? Guys, there's more rewards. We're not even done. There's more rewards. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Don't forget to spend your gold trophies as well. You're getting the alliance trophies that you can spend in the alliance store. But up in the recruiting tab, okay, in the recruiting tab, you've got these. Now, I joked with Chick before the show. I said she had to, she had to put in her, her editorial commentary down at the bottom. TC says spend all of your gold trophies on recruit officers. Uh, the officers last forever. Here's that, that is certainly an opinion. Officers do last forever. That is very true. All right. But again, I would argue it depends on what you need. Inside that utility pack are independent credits. What is the officer that is that I am just literally waiting on at this point? All right. I need 25,000 independent credits. Thank you, Hudson Khan. I need 25,000 independent credits. So I buy the utility pack. What's great about this event, and Chick is right, what's wonderful about this event is that you have a choice. Guys, this is literally like having a second event store. All right, Not quite as big as the Outlaw event store, but you get to choose your uncommon rewards. You get to choose if you want directives. You get to choose if you want speed-ups. You get to choose if you want officers versus independent credits versus reload tokens versus Armada directives. You get to choose. Big Country says, I normally pick the stuff that is harder to get over time, not what I might need right now. I agree. That's why I did gas instead of steel. Um, But, I mean, 1,000 gas is is a fair amount, right, as far as the event store goes. And in this one, the officers, the only officer that I'm super-duper chasing out of that chest would be uh, Joe. All right, Paul Joe. That's the only one that I'm really kind of dying to have, but the return is so minimal there. I went for the indies. All right. I went for the indies so that I can get the in, you know the independent credits for con. That's what I did. But everybody has a choice. Chick says officers last forever. Do officers. Okay? Then then if that's what you want to focus on by all means. All right? If you need independent credits, then look at the utility pack. The point is you get to choose. You choose and it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Zero Cool says maybe dailies should pay out a type of token or a currency to spend in a daily store for what you want rather than what you're given. That may be something that we could pitch. That could be something that's relatively easy to do. Or uh, maybe one step further, Zero Cool, we look at modifying the contents of the 7 and 30-day chest. All right? The 7 and 30-day chest are long overdue for an overhaul. Okay? Long overdue. So we could look we could look at that. On Hani also says though, don't forget, officers help you to get to transport patterns. Transport patterns equal faster promotion of your epic officers. Guys, there is there's literally no wrong answer here. None. There is not a wrong answer. 
Do what you need to do for yourself. And that's why Cal is amazing. Chick, thank you for these slides. They are beautiful. They are amazing. They are content-driven. And you guys are welcome to uh, share them with your team and uh, invite them in here to take a look because Cal is amazing. It is truly the best. I wouldn't used to have said this. I used to say that Separatist was the one that I looked forward to the most. Uh, Cal is probably it for me now. Cal is the one because of its because of its wide array. By the way, it's not a month long. <laughs> it's 72 hours, just enough to be interesting, engaging, and, and a little bit different for three days. And three days gets us a ton of payout. A ton of payout. All right. Snake Eye says, thank God it's not a month long. Everyone would hate Crucible if it was a month long. And therein lies our point. Therein lies our point. Chick, thank you again for the graphics, folks. Any questions? Any commentary? Oh, and Crucible of War. We'll do, uh, we'll do just a minute or two, and then we'll take our final break. Retro Warrior says, totally agree. Crucible is awesome. And Hani says, it is meant to demonstrate continuous growth. Okay? Devil's Advocate says, hey, let's do a cow every Friday. <laughs> I'd, I'd love for that to happen. I don't, I don't know if it will. They scopely may feel like it pays out too richly. And, and, and let's face it, I would rather them not... Uh, nerf the event if we ask for it more often. I, I would rather it stay like it is before I would ask them to nerf it, okay? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd like it for it to stay as it is before they would nerf it, but you know, Scopely, this would be a really solid answer on ways to increase your daily payout. Just saying. Uh, Jeski says they should allow uh, to redeem event trophies before the arc ends. What? <clears throat> they should allow to redeem event trophies before the arc ends what what event trophies are you talking about because you can i bought gas with it today all right i, I, I bought gas today so uh yeah sinclair says yeah you can bet they would nerf it if you put it in weekly or even daily i agree i agree so you're, you're right i don't want them to nerf it uh but at the same time like this is the kind of payout that we're looking for for most of our events the rogue event trophies what are you talking about the apex trophies jet ski you're going to have to help me out here. <clears throat> Rogue event trophies. Were those the Apex ones? If those were Apex, then you missed your window. All right. But don't worry. Apex will be around again next month. If you're talking about gauntlet trophies, I don't even think they were trophies. Were they? They were gauntlet tokens. All right. But if you have leftover Apex trophies, if you have leftover Apex trophies, don't panic. They'll be back. That is a monthly recurring event. Those Apex trophies can be redeemed in two ways. That is uh, in the Alliance store for materials and uncommon or redeeming them for research medals that you can do the Apex researches in the Outlaw tree. All right, so Apex is a recurring monthly event. You will get that back. If you did not spend your Apex trophies this month, that's all right. Do not panic. Uh, next month, they'll come around again. Just save them until next month. How many alliances do not finish Crucible of War, Scaly asked. Any numbers on that? I do not have an actual number. I don't have an actual number on how many don't. But I'll tell you this, it has to be a few because I hear people complaining about it all the time. <laughs> okay, I hear people complain about it all the time. So there's got to be a few out there that aren't completing it. All right. Any last questions on Crucible of War? Anybody? 
You guys, uh, your mics are potted up if you'd like to chat, uh, or the uh, chat room is open if you're listening in YouTube. P- uh, feel free to join our Discord where you can chat to us live uh, and uh, even speak up in voice. If you're listening in podcast form, you're always welcome to come onto the YouTube channel and leave your comments. We'll answer there. Uh, also, joining the Discord and just sending me a PM or tag me in something, and I'd be happy to answer to you there. And I, th- I appreciate the ways that everybody consumes this show, whether it's live, whether it's in podcast on iTunes or Podbean or even on YouTube. Thank you guys so very very much for supporting the show thank you scaly says that might just be the point uh zero says to encourage participation in alliances offer a small reward for the top three spaces in individual alliances create rivals um you could you could but zero that is that's an unnecessary mechanic in that the mechanic of this one in my personal opinion, was not meant to be ranked if I was being completely honest with you, crucible of war would be um, even better if they remove the alliance leaderboard. But that is the monetization event. That's what Scopely wants uh, for the monetization of this event. And therefore, I say, let them have it. All right? Because the rest of the event is so perfectly well-balanced, it, 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 I can grind it out without being forced to spend, and I can be competitive without being forced to spend, and I get all my rewards without being forced to spend, so I'm okay with it. And this is what we were talking about last week. If this is the kind of event design where Scopely says, listen, there has to be some form of monetization, I'm okay with it in this form because there is still a grinder's path. You see what I'm saying? So this is good. This is good, and I'm okay with it. Herc says, uh, 1,200 per day times three does not equal 36,000. Where are you going? Are you challenging my math, buddy? Are you challenging my math? We'll have to do it in the break, okay? I don't know what you're referring to. 1,200 per day times three does not equal 36,000. I'm not sure. Sh- uh, okay, all right, let's, let's go back. Let's look at it super quick, Herc. You're challenging my math, but I guarantee you uh, my math is perfect. All right, uh, you're saying that 1,200 a day does not equal 36,000. What are you talking about? I didn't – it's not – um. <clears throat> It's not 1,200 per day. It's 1,200 over the three days. One trophy equals 30 points. Yes, 1,200 gold trophies does equal 36,000 points. 1,200 trophies, all right, 400 trophies per day times 30 points is 36,000. I'm not missing a zero, guys, all right? Three times 12 plus three zeros. It's 36,000. <laughs> oh, you guys are silly. Don't be challenging my math. I'm a genius. All right, guys. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. I tell you what. We'll be back in just a moment. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll return with more math. I'm just kidding. We won't. We'll return in a moment. Hang on. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Mr. Not-So-Good Bar, the imitation chocolate candy bars with peanut-shaped bits of balsa wood. EA Sports presents NCAA Football 2020 with empty stadiums so real you'll feel just like you're playing at Rutgers. NCAA 2020 is the first game to let government bureaucrats be the referees. Ineligible man, downfield. And the all-new cancellation mode means every player can make it to a bowl. Every game is a home game on Tinder, and wide receivers won't be the only ones catching things. Holding number 76, offense. EA Sports. If it's in the game, it'll be back next year. We hope.
get to the hook real quick. Come on now. White Snake, don't let me down. Don't let me down. Here we go. You guys get out your lighters. YouTube, did, did YouTube just cut you off? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Snake Eyes says we got to stop. YouTube is YouTube is killing us right now. <laughs> All right. It's uh, good stuff. Uh, not yet. Just more paperwork for later, he says. Yeah, YouTube's giving us all kinds of grief. See, and you know what? They won't let us use our, our, our ASCAP licenses. You guys know this show is completely licensed. We're on the up and up. We're legal. They will not let us use those licenses on YouTube. So every single time we do a show, every single time, Snake Eyes has to do all these reports and, and disputes and all this stuff to get us good to be able to put our stuff on YouTube. It's terrible. Anyway. Yeah, no, Freebird is definitely not happening because, I mean, that one, that's like an instant kick right there, okay? Instant kick. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't even get to, we don't even get to distribute that one. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome back from break. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. I'm your host, Ultimate DJs, as we're getting ready to wrap up our 70... Uh, hold on. Uh, Snake Eyes, I actually noticed the other day, we're getting really, really close to a special episode. Yeah, today is episode 74. Can you believe that, guys? Your mics are potted back up. Episode 74. We are getting really close to the quarter quell, <laughs> uh, to, to coin a phrase from the Hunger Games. We're getting really close to our 75th episode. I, I had mentioned to Panic that we should do something interesting for it, but... I haven't gotten a response back from him yet. So I don't know if he's going to let me do something for number 75. I'll try. But obviously that puts us only 26 shows away from episode number 100, which should be, what, Snake Eyes, in about in about two months, right? Because uh, we do, uh, I guess, almost three months because we typically run about eight shows a month. So if we're 26 away, that's going to be three months. So three months puts us into December... December, it could be something we do and maybe do like a cool, a cool Christmas giveaway or something. You know, it'll be Christmas time. It'll be our 100th episode. It'll be super exciting, right? Uh, so I may try to do something cool for that. Guys, also, I don't want you to forget about our contest that we got going on right now. Spam It has returned, and today is August 31st, meaning on our very next show, this is your last chance for me to remind you, on our next show coming up this Wednesday, we will award somebody 500 Uncommon Material, 500 G3 Uncommon Material. Actually, if you want a G4, I could probably do G4 too, okay? Uh, because believe it or not, G3, I think, is more uncommon than G4. Um, so depending on your ops level, whatever whatever you want if you want the g3 if you want the g4 that's fine spam it winners being drawn this coming wednesday how do you enter spam it all you have to do is join our discord you don't have to listen live i understand that some of you guys like to listen on podcasts or you're watching in youtube and that's fine all you got to do is join this discord join the discord and find our spam it room and type in there anything you type it can be a stupid meme you can type words whatever you can post in a, a an emoji all right, the bot will catch you and automatically register you for our Spam It contest. And our first drawing for Spam It will be coming up this Wednesday, in which I will award to you 500 G3 Uncommon Materials. 
Okay? That's coming up in uh, just a couple of days. All right? So Wednesday, uh, that's the drawing. You got until Wednesday to join our Discord and get registered, and that is in our spam it room. Okay? Snake Eyes, do we have anything else that we need to get to? I think we're actually moving quite well uh, as far as it being on time, and uh, we got through all of our stuff. V Ready says, how about uncommon G4 ship parts instead? I don't have authorization for that, but I will ask. I know that a lot of people are starting to move into G4. Um, I know a lot of you listening are still in G3, and that's fine. We want to be a show for everybody, and uh, V Ready, I will ask. I know a lot of people are moving into the G4 area, so I will ask and see if G4 parts would be available for me to give away. I don't know what the answer will be, but we'll try. Stevens Aaron says, yeah, I'm going to be G3 for a while. <laughs> I, I agree. I probably will be too, at least as far as the ships go. I am going to try to get this jelly cranked out here. But uh, to be honest with you, I don't see myself pushing into the 40s real hard. Um, I mean, maybe, but I, I don't know. I think I'll probably hang out at 39 for a while or maybe 40. I might ascend, possibly. But if I'm not mistaken, 40 is, 40 is where it gets tough, right? <laughs> Isn't 40 where everything just kind of gets sour? <laughs> that's, what, that's what a lot of the VIPs have said. Listen, if I could offer you some advice, it's stay 39. V Ready says either either stay 39 or go to 41, but don't hang out at 40. Uh, Max says the same thing. 40 is a sucky level. <laughs> okay, so there you go. I, I'll probably be hanging out at 39 for a while, but I will be able to fly my jelly, and I'm excited about it. Uh, v Ready says 40 is no man's land. I was stuck for months there. Stay at 39 until you're ready to jump to 41. Goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, but then Big Country says, yeah, but 42 gives you awesome research. Gross. You guys are just pushing and pushing and pushing. Uh, Dirty Snowman says, I didn't see any patch notes about Eurydice. Did they fix her? I noticed a couple of days ago they added cumulative to her captain's ability. Um, you know what? I hadn't noticed that either. Guys, let's take a quick look at Eurydice. Has her officer ability changed? I hope I don't get cut off. I'm trying to do something with my hotspot here. Let's take a look at Eurydice very quickly out of the officer's list and see if they've changed her description. I do know that she um, – let, let's find it and let's read it together. The captain's ability – okay, when the shield uh, – when the ship takes shield health damage, Eurydice increases the damage of the weapons. Oh, we already knew this, guys. We already knew this. All right, we already proved that she was cumulative. Yes, it's cumulative. We already proved this. Now, they might have changed the words, but uh, we knew this when she first came out. There was a podcast done on it. I'd be happy to share it with you. Uh, but we knew that she was stacking, and she procs every time your shields take damage. This is what, and, and I'm just going to recap with this real quick because we did a whole episode about it. This is what makes her great with MUD 1.0. Okay. Uh, yes, and I see Stevens Aaron. The cumulative word was added. Maybe that's because they heard our show about tooltips. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But she's always been that way. She never changed. She's always been that way. She's always been cumulative. Uh, she was that way from the beginning, and that's what makes her great. 10% cumulative damage increase to weapons by 10%. By the way, that is to base, so don't expect a 300,000 hit to go to 330. It is of base. However, it's every single time the shields take a hit. Okay, so uh, basically, once your shields fall, she's done. Once your shields fall, she's done. So it makes her really good to potentially be with a Kirk Spock, okay, that's going to keep your shields up. All right. Uh, well, Mr. Eurydice, 
you say she's not done. There are situations in which she comes back. All right, Kirk Spock is going to keep the shield up. And yes, you do have her officer ability. Right. I'm talking about her captain's maneuver, okay? But her officer ability is even better. Her officer ability is to recharge the shields by 5% uh, when they fall. But it's a low proc rate. It's a low proc rate. So um, Shinjo says, silly DJ, assuming she's not on an Enterprise or with Kirk uh, and Spock. I, I get that. I understand. And that's why I say she's great with Kirk Spock. She's also good with Mud 1.0 and Kirk on an Enterprise. She has a couple of good uses, but here's the problem. Her captain's maneuver is much better. Her officer ability, her officer ability is such a low proc rate right now at tier one or tier two you might as well not even bank on it all right so i say she's good with mud 1.0 mud 1.0 requires the shields to fall which is great and why she's good with mud 1.0 because if her officer ability does proc then mud 1.0 gets an additional proc if uh eurydice procs a second time then mud 1.0 gets a third proc Okay, so she is lethal with MUD 1.0 if you can get her tiered up enough to keep her officer ability going. All right, uh, and that's why I say that she's too much of a gamble until probably tier four or tier five. Because once I think at tier five, what is it, somebody? 75%? At tier five, it's a 75%. Uh, officer ability and yes scalyback says does mud stack mud 1.0 mud 1.0 stacks with eurydice if she procs and recharges the shields but that's why they're a dynamic duo they have to be together you see if her officer ability procs then mud is guaranteed an extra proc guaranteed if she procs twice then mud is going to get three procs mud will always get a proc always get one even if Eurydice doesn't proc at all on her officer ability. But if Eurydice procs once, then you get two mud procs. If you get Eurydice to proc three times, you get four mud procs, and it keeps going. And yes, mud 1.0 does stack. And again, though, always uh, on base. It's never net. It's always base. All right. But yes, the 200% does stack another 200% on its base. And that's why I say Mud 1.0 is great with Eurydice if you can count on her. And that's what I say that, that she's not, for me, she's not worth flying right now because she cannot be counted upon. Mr. Your, uh, Mr. Eurydice says uh, Eurydice, Mud 1.0, and Spock. No, Spock is not a good officer there because you need morale to keep Spock going. Okay, So if you're going to run Eurydice and Mud 1.0, it needs to be with Kirk on an Enterprise. If you're going to run Eurydice on anything other than an Enterprise, then you have to have Kirk and Spock there as well. Okay? So the only way you get to use Eurydice with MUD 1.0 is in the event of... Um, actually, no, you wouldn't need Spock. You, you don't need Spock. You could run, you could run Eurydice, MUD 1.0, and Kirk on any ship. Okay, but I, here's why it may not even be that great on an Enterprise because the shields never fall, right? If the shields never fall, then MUD 1.0 will never proc. Okay, so MUD 1.0 does not belong with Eurydice on an Enterprise. Eurydice, uh, Kirk, and maybe Khan or Decius, another damage officer, would be great. 
uh, on an Enterprise. If you're going to take uh, Eurydice off the Enterprise, then Eurydice, MUD 1.0, and Kirk. Okay? Eurydice, MUD 1.0, and Kirk on any other ship if you want to get real good you want to get real good firing out of Eurydice and MUD 1.0. But again, you have to have... Um, <clears throat> wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Kirk. Only Kirk if you're going to put it on an... Yeah, I, I don't know. You don't want Kirk. You don't want Kirk. Why would you want... Hang on. You guys are confusing me. Why would you want Kirk? Not on an Enterprise. Yeah, you know, Shinjo has a... Yeah, but you're losing... If you put Pike in a captain's chair, you're going to lose Eurydice's captain's maneuver, which is arguably better than her officer ability. Okay, yeah, you don't want Kirk. You don't want Kirk. Uh, so here's what you could do. Snake Eyes has an idea. How about an Augur with Eurydice as captain, Nero, and Mud 1.0? That's a good one. All right, that would be a good one. But yeah, you, you, here's the thing. You don't want anything that's going to infinitely keep your shields up, guys. So MUD 1.0 is not good on something that always has shields. MUD 1.0 is not necessarily going to be good with a Kirk Spock. MUD 1.0 is not necessarily going to be good on an Enterprise. Okay? Mr. Eurydice says you could run Eurydice, Kirk, and Spock uh, if you take the MUD 1.0 out of there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the, then the officer ability doesn't do anything for you, Mr. Eurydice. You see what I'm saying? The officer ability doesn't do anything for you if your shields are always going to stay up. So, yeah, Champ says that's kind of what I'm thinking is Eurydice, Mud 1.0, and Nero on an auger. That would be phenomenal. That would be really, really good. Dirty Snowman says, does Eurydice officer ability have a chance to proc every round or one chance per battle? Only when the shields fall, Dirty Snowman, when the shields fall. And that could be multiple times per battle, but if she doesn't proc when the shields fall, then she's done. Okay? So this is why I say she has to be a higher proc rate for her to be effective for me. So, for example, Snowman, if she procs and restores 5% shield, Okay, then you've got shield. And when that 5% of shield falls, then she has another opportunity to proc again. But if she doesn't proc, then the shields are gone, right? And the shields are never going to fall again. And for that point, her captain's ability, she stops as well. Okay, because the shields can no longer take damage, meaning she will no longer add the 10% cumulative. So I go back to my earlier statement there, guys. Eurydice stops when the shields are gone. She is good. She's great while the shields are there. But once your shields are gone and she, her officer ability does not proc, then she's done. Okay? You're right. When the shields fall at Tanegra, Darmok, his eyes red. All right? But once her shields fall and she does not proc, then she is completely done as an officer. Thank you, Chick, for bringing that back up. Eurydice has the potential to be a phenomenal officer. Phenomenal officer. But her, she's a big gamble. She's a gamble because of that officer proc rate. Okay? There you go. At a higher tier, she's going to be great. Jetski says that's why she's great with Kirk Spock. See, uh, that's great for her captain's maneuver, but then her officer ability is completely pointless. All right? Her officer ability is completely pointless with Kirk and Spock. So... Uh, proc means process or fire or activate, okay? So uh, that means that the ability will fire. You'll see it in the battle log. That means that the ability actually happens, all right? That's what a proc is, okay? 
There you go. Uh, Space Trek says Eurydice, Captain with Harry Mud and Decius. The synergy goes uh, to 25% damage increase per hit on Decius. Um, again, these are base values. They're not net. Okay. And Decius does not get synergy from Harry Mud or Eurydice. Okay. There you go. And uh, spe- uh, Truck and Chick says you will not see all procs in the battle report. That's. Uh, that's halfway true. You will never see all procs in a battle log if you're doing an armada. If you're running solo, you will see the procs if they fire, if your opponent uh, is not using the same crew. So even in PvP, there's a chance for procs to not show. But if you're running PvE, your procs will always show in a battle log. All right? <laughs> so there's a couple of scenarios where battle logs don't show up. Uh, guys are... You guys are... <laughs> yeah, you're right. So she says, so not always. Yep, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um... Jetski says, have you figured out what to do with MUD 2.0? So MUD 2.0, we we talked about this on an earlier show. MUD 2.0 appears to be great in very high ops level PvP, as in like 46 plus PvP. looks really, really good. However, there's another one. There's another one. Snake Eyes says running him with Pike and Harrison seems to be really good. I like that. I also had a new idea come to me this past week, and I don't even remember... Uh, who showed me, uh, which was actually a really cool idea. Guys, uh, how many rounds does it usually take uh, before your ship either dies or cracks a base when you're raiding, when you're cracking a base? It's usually a very short battle, right? It's a very short battle, usually three, four rounds. Somebody gave me the idea for for us commoners, <laughs> okay, for the lower ops level players, uh, yeah, Shinjo says three to four rounds is a long time when cracking a base. Two, three, four rounds. Two usually burn like ice. You know where I'm going with this? All right. Guys, for us plebs, MUD 2.0 could be a lethal base defense officer. Put him in the captain's chair of a ship that you're leaving in dock, and uh, if you put a little synergy with him, he's going to have an 80% chance to uh, do all shield damage, all right, and no hull damage. Uh, for that, uh, for the first two rounds, and in the first round of combat, uh, combat, I think you can get him up to like a thirty or forty percent chance. Um, let's see, what is he? A forty percent chance or twenty? He's twenty, twenty, twenty-five. I don't remember, Snake Eyes. Uh, it's a twenty or twenty-five percent chance to double the shots of that of that weapon in the first round. Again, just making it that much harder for somebody to crack your base. I'm talking about Mud 2.0, guys. Mud 2.0. Mud 2.0 for some people is going to be a great PvP officer. For other people, he is the new first line of defense in base defense. All right. Uh, Space Trek says Harry Mud, which one? Harry Mud with Eurydice is 15% synergy, add 9% to Decius, and you get a 24% damage. <clears throat> no. Okay, because Harry Mud and Eurydice, you're getting 15% synergy, but that's not adding anything to Decius. Oh, you're talking about the t- the 15%. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, to base, yeah, because Eurydice is going to give you 15% uh, as long as the shields are up, and then Decius is giving you 9%. I apologize, you are correct. You are correct. Again, base values and only 24%. So, you know, there are probably some better combinations out there, but that's another very, very good one. Space Trek says it worked well, tested it. Cool. Okay, I might have to check that. So you're talking Harry Mud. Which one would you take then? I guess you'd have to take 
Harry Mud 1.0, because 2.0 ain't going to do nothing for you. So it'd have to be Harry Mud 1.0 with Eurydice. Um, sorry, Eurydice in the captain's chair, Harry Mud 1.0 on the side, and Decius. Mud 2? What, do, what does Mud 2 do for you? Mud 2 literally doesn't do anything for you. I don't like Mud 2. Put Mud 1 in there. I bet it does better down the road because you're going to get that shield proc. Yeah, if Mud 1.0 is in there, you've got a chance at increasing your base damage by another 200% at the minimum. Space track. All right, another 200% at the minimum. Sorry, guys, we're getting nerdy. I didn't mean to get into this, and we're actually running out of time, so we're going to have to close up here in a second. Space Trek, if you run, you wish you could speak. Well, come in. You can speak. Come on in. If you run MUD 1.0, then you're going to get 200% additional base damage when the shields fall, and maybe more than that if you get lucky enough for Eurydice to proc her officer ability. But if you put MUD 2.0 in there, then all you're doing in the first round is putting more damage to your shields. Uh, I mean, that, that to me is not a good, a good ability. Just I don't like that one. Um, unless you're on an Enterprise. Again, if you're on an Enterprise where the shields constantly heal, then that's a good one. That basically means you're not going to take any hull damage if he procs. If he procs. Okay? Um, and besides, you're talking about putting Eurydice in the captain's chair anyway. So, MUD 2.0 officer ability is a 20% proc rate at doubling your shots in the first round. That's terrible. That's a wasted officer slot, in my opinion. Try MUD 1.0, and I bet it would be better. At Tanegra. <laughs> All right. Guys, I guess that's about it. Any other questions? Good conversation. Good, quick, detailed, nitty-gritty conversation on officers. I like it. Thank you. Uh, does anybody else have any questions or comments uh, regarding the wrap-up of Outlaw Arc 3 as we head into downtime now, uh, where we are now with Crucible of War and, uh, and so forth? Bernard says, so let's wrap up. Who's more important uh, for the high slute, Eurydice or MUD 1.0? I'm going to say, personally, I'm going to say Eurydice, and here's why. I'm going to say Eurydice because MUD 1.0, in my opinion, is worthless without her. Eurydice is cheaper um, because, well, no, she's an epic, so, right? She's epic, yeah, so she's not cheaper. Um, I I think I'm going to say Eurydice. I'm going to say Eurydice because, again, MUD 1.0 is worthless without her, but Eurydice has a great captain's maneuver that does not rely on a proc rate. Okay, but isn't isn't Eurydice uh, only, or she's in the ultra recruit chest? I don't think Mud One is right. That's correct. She is in the ultra oh, recruit so chest. So it might make more sense to get the officer that's not in the ultra chest because you're going to obviously get more ultra chest pulls. That's true. That's true. You can have more of those. Of course, actually, no. That's that's a lie because the two times ultra chest is gone now. The two times ultra chest is gone, so neither Eurydice nor Mud is available right now for anything uh, and anything other than the event store. Now, just based off the pattern we saw with the Borg, we are going to see Eurydice become available eventually, but if they follow their pattern, it's going to be a couple of months. So I probably would say, I think, in my opinion, Gregor, Mud 1.0 is worthless without Eurydice, in my opinion, so I think Eurydice needs to be the priority, right? Yeah, I agree. I think so. She was in the two acts, but Mud wasn't. But now those are both gone. So if you haven't spent your high salute yet, then I'd say if you're going to look at one of those two officers, I'd say Eurydice first, Bernard. That's what I'd say. So which do I head start to the next tier, says Scaly back. Um, again, 
which one do you, Eurydice. Eurydice, because she need, you need a better proc rate out of her. Her officer ability cannot be relied upon. So, it, yes, I still think Eurydice is the best of all of them. I still think it's the best of all of them. That's, that's my opinion. And Honey says, I can finish Mud 1.0. Do you have Eurydice? If, if you have Eurydice, then finish Mud 1.0, yes, because together they're still okay. If you don't have Eurydice, then Mud 1.0 ain't going to do you any good. You have to have Mud 1.0 to use Eurydice, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Now, um, the um, Space Trek is still saying Mud 2.0 is a suitable replacement literally just for Synergy, which is not a bad theory, guys. We've used Moreau for uh, ages just for the Synergy that she gives Pike. So using that, uh, using that uh, Synergy bonus may be worth it if you if you happen to have mud 2.0 but but again Eurydice is the central piece all right Eurydice needs to be the one that you focus on and Hani says I can't finish Eurydice though so should I finish mud 1.0 or buy something else god Gregor what do you think I still I think I would still progress Eurydice that way it makes it easier for you to get her down the road yeah I would get mud 1.0 I mean why get halfway to two officers at least get one all the way to one. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. That's a tough spot, in honey. So yeah. There you go. Maybe. Uh, maybe look at going ahead and getting one of them knocked out. Getting one of them knocked out. All right. Champ says I'm close to having mud to tier three. I think that is. Uh, I think that's just three hundred percent. I believe you're right. At tier two, it's two hundred and fifty. So yeah, three hundred percent boost to base at at uh, mud tier three, which is great. By the way, now if you can get Eurydice to a seventy, you know, a sixty-five or seventy percent proc rate, where she'll fire two, three times in one battle, then you're seeing a three hundred percent stacking bonus from Mud 1.0. That's why I think they're such a great crew, guys. That's why. Zero Cool has an officer question, real quick. You guys go ahead and do that very quickly. Uh, Zero Cool, what you got? Cool. Um, just unrelated to um, these, it's Curler. Does anybody else find that his officer ability is unaffected by synergy? Because mine's maxed out and he's 50, regardless of who I put him with. Officer abilities are never affected by synergy, only the captain's maneuver. The officer ability the officer ability is only increased by promoting the officer. So captain's maneuvers are the ones improved by synergy. Officer abilities are the ones affected uh, by promotion. Okay. Yeah, officer abilities have never been affected by synergy. That's correct. Um, or or Pike, technically, yes. Uh, yes, captain's maneuvers, synergy, officer abilities, promotion. Always been that way since the beginning of time. Anything else? Any last questions? Any more comments? Anything else related to the close of Outlaw Arc 3? Blokeman says, one we forgot was Epic Mudmadas. What did we forget about it? It was very forgettable for me. Uh, <laughs> spawn rate, the spawn rates, were they better? I didn't do very many. Oh, horrible, horrible. Well, we'll, uh, we'll turn that in on the feedback cycle. I, uh, I didn't run that many. Ain't going to lie. Uh, the ones that I ran, <laughs> this is terrible. Did they, the did ones they that I ran were that. why they added those three systems at the top? Was it just for Eclipse Hostile Farming? I believe so. I, that's where I did most of my farming because no one even knew they were up there, Gregor. So that's where I did almost all my farming uninterrupted because nobody even knew they were there. So, 
Um, Housekeeping says the epic Mudmata drops were terrible, uh, or the spawn rates. Meow said they spawn about every seven uncommon or rare kills in a system. So if you lurk, you can push buttons faster than the next guy. You might have gotten one, but one out of every seven. Um, it was, wasn't that maybe a response, though, to us saying there, that all the uncommons were flipping to rares? And did they maybe adjust the spawn rates to give us more uncommons? I mean, than, guys, think, that, yeah, I don't think... The epics, I mean, the epics are supposed to be somewhat rare. Look at regular armadas, okay? Uncommons are more common than the than the rares and the rares and then the epics. I mean, they weren't supposed to be there a lot. Uh, I think that's why you had to be somewhat careful. Me personally, I did not have a huge moral issue with the spawn rate of the Mudmatas. I know that people wanted the epics out there, probably because you had the directives and you wanted to be able to use them. I get that. But they're meant to be ultra rare. I mean, that's that's what the point is. Uncommon, rare, and then the epics are supposed to be even more rare. So, I... I me, personally... I, I think it got okay sideways when they updated the uncommon rates, though. Well, and, and the... A lot un- of people the, on the initial were complaining the uncommons were getting flipped to rares too easy and not going back, and we didn't have rares... So I think they updated the rate for more uncommons. Yeah, that got deducted from epics, but I'm not sure. Yeah, probably so. I, I don't know, and and you know maybe we didn't have the perfect balance there. But to be honest with you, I I was kind of okay. To be honest with you, you know, I mean, me personally, maybe the rest of you guys were unhappy that you couldn't use those epics. But again, I, I go back to something I said on the show. The, the problem was not with the spawn rate of the epics. The problem was with the size of the milestones. Because really, truthfully, should you be burning epic directives just for points? No. I mean, why didn't they, I why did. didn't they have uncommon, <laughs> rare, and epic systems like they did in the Borg arc? That would have been, been cool. That would have been nice. Now, I think we've all agreed we don't like toggling in the game. Toggling mining nodes, toggling armadas. Just making epic epic systems, rare systems, and uncommons, just like they did in Borg Modus. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, Maztec says people were burning epic directives just for alliance points. And I understand why they did it, because you wanted the milestones, you wanted the loot, and I'm not going to talk against that because I did the same thing. However, now that the event is over, guys, be happy with that okay keep if you didn't burn all of your epic directives then good then good because now you have a chance at your leisure to go and run these and actually get the rare loot so that you can get the rare and the epic uranium needed for your stella guys i'm here to tell you i believe gregor where's your stella now if you don't mind me asking your main stella you're beyond tier six now right Uh, it's being scrapped right now but yeah yeah, guys, I, I think that Tier 5 and maybe Tier 6, though that's the hump. Once you get over the hump, Tier 7, 8, and 9 is actually not that hard to get to. Okay, really, it's not. So I, I really think if you can push your main Stella to, like, Tier 6, then then enjoy the, the rest of the ride. By the way, thank you, Big Country, for the reminder. All right, guys, Tier 5 and Tier 6 is meant to be the hump that, that frustrates you. But guess what? If you get to Tier 7, the scrap time actually starts to go down. The scrap time starts to go down. All right? Tier 7, then followed by Tier 8, and then finally Level 45 at Tier 9. Tier 9 is less than a 24-hour scrap. 
Guys, take a look at that. A 12... Now, granted, Big Country's got a beast of a, of a scrapyard, all right? But you're talking... You're talking probably a 24-hour or less scrap on a tier 45... Or a level 45 Stella. Now, I, I'm not... It's like when you get to Ops 45, and things get cheaper as you get to Ops 46 and 47. Is that true? That's not true, is it? Of course that's not true. Uh, anyway, guys, there's a, a quick public service announcement on the Stella. All right. It gets cheaper. It gets easier after Tier 6. I, I, hear me. And so for those of you who did not blow all of your epic directives, use that on the, on the loot. Use that for the epic um, uh, l- loot to get the epic uranium, and you're going to get a heck of a payout. Guys, a level 45 payout. I was telling you earlier how I was okay with 310, okay? I was okay with 310 Stella Particles. Guys, at level 45, it's 410,000. 410,000, all right? Those of you who can do Armadas, be happy with that. Save those directives because that loot will get you through. Blokeman says you've got to run seven epics to get one epic pull. That depends. That's not necessarily set in stone, Blokeman. It depends on your loot bonus. It depends on what size epic and so forth that you're hitting. All right? It, it depends on a lot of that stuff. So that's not necessarily true. But even still, even still, you know, if you can do – guys, think about it. If you can do six epic armadas in three days, you will progress wildly fast with your Stella. Ah. Blokeman says to spawn one, I mean. Well, you still need the uncommon and the rare. You need it for the next go-around after you scrapped your Stella. And uh, you're running them in teams. I mean, every four days you can run 30 armadas if you got the same five players going in. Sorry, tw- uh, no, that's not right. 20, 20. Every five days the same five players can run 20. You know, so, I mean, just saying. It, it can be done if you look at it the right way. Okay, it can be done. Could it be better? Yes, but I'm telling you how to use the system the way it is now. You can do it. You can do it. You have to be able to start one first, says Lord Neelix. Yes, so you do need that ACC. Guys, we are over our time. Does anybody have any questions? Uh, I probably should stop asking that question, Gregor, because that's when I start answering questions and we go back even longer. Uh, so <laughs> it's just a circle. Yeah, it's just a terrible circle. Let's uh, let's go ahead and play a game then. Why don't we uh, Why don't we go ahead and do that? Let's play a game. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can find someone to play a game with here today. I have a game prepared, Gregor. Let's see what do we got here. I prepared two games just in case. Oh, no, I didn't. I only did one. Sorry. Fake News or Florida. That's what you get today. Fake News or Florida. Snake Eyes, let's test your new capabilities and see if you can find ourselves a winner. All right. Snake Eyes, let's see if you can find us... A winner. Kukar says two games would be nice. I, I, I don't want to do two today. Congratulations to Dirty Snowman. Dirty Snowman, you must be a, a relatively new player here. I don't recognize your name unless you change nicknames. So I do appreciate you being here. Welcome, and congratulations to you, buddy. Okay. All right, Dirty Snowman is here. Uh, if you've never played the game or listened to the show, here's how the game works. It's essentially uh, a deal or no deal kind of thing. I've got chests numbered 1 through 20. They've been randomized, and they each contain a different prize. 
You're going to choose a chest, but it's going to stay secret and quiet until the end of the round. I'm also going to choose a chest at random using a random number generator. That is the chest that I'm going to tell you about, and that is what we're going to play with as we begin here. Okay? Then I'm going to read you five news stories. You have to guess whether or not they are fake or really happened in the state of Florida. I'll award you 20% of your prize for each correct answer. And at the end, we will make ourselves a deal. All right? Those are the rules. If you would, please choose a chest between 1 and 20, please. Choose a chest between 1 and 20, Mr. Snowman. 17. 17. Very good. 17 is what he chose. The random number generator chose chest number 20. There it goes. It's uploaded. All right. He's going with 17. DJ's going with 20. Here we go. Chest number 17. Uh, what's your ops level, Mr. Snowman? 32. 32. 32. Well, let me tell you something. You've got a very interesting decision in front of you. Chest number 17 is going to stay a secret. I chose chest number 20. Chest number 20 contains 2,500 rare uranium. We were just talking about it. 2,500 rare uranium that'll go to progressing your Stella. Snowman, let's play the game. Here we go. It's Fake News or Florida. Here we go. 2,500 rare uranium. And all you have to do is identify these stories as fake or true. Here we go. Story number one. A Winter Springs mother served as the lookout and getaway driver for her 15-year-old son who robbed a convenience store at gunpoint. Fake news or Florida, snowman? Florida. That did happen in Florida. How freaking stupid is that? That is real. 20% of your prize is yours. A Broward County man brought a tiger into a grocery store and later told police it was his therapy animal. Fake news or Florida? Florida. Uh, that's actually wrong. I made that one up. That's fake news. Here we go. Story number three. A West Palm Beach man caught a 17-foot, 120-pound python with his bare hands after seeing it on the side of the road. Fake news or Florida? Fake news. That's actually true. That's a true one right there. Here we go. Story number four. A Key West mother was busted for drunk driving after pulling up to her daughter's school car wash. Fake news or Florida? Florida. Uh-oh. No, that's that's fake also. All right, you got one so far. We're going for 40% of your prize here. A Jacksonville Heights teacher uh, has been busted for trying to get drugs delivered to her while she taught at an elementary school. Fake news or Florida? Florida. That is correct. That is a true story. Florida is correct. And 40% of your prize is yours. 40% of your prize. All right, so now, hang on. We, we got a decision to make. We got a decision to make. You got 2,500 rare loot in front of you. I'm going to offer you 1,000 of it. All right? 1,000 rare uranium. I will buy your chest back and give you 1,000 rare uranium. Or I'm going to let you keep 60% of the contents of your chest. 60% of the contents of your chest. You get an extra 20% premium for just uh, going in blind. What's it going to be, Snowman? A thousand year rare uranium? Or are you going to take 60% of a mystery chest? I'll take the mystery chest. Mystery chest. Very good. Very freaking good, my friend. Very freaking good. 
Yes! I was so glad that you did that. I was kind of hoping that you would because Mr. Snowman at Ops 32, these things are like gold. I'm going to hook you up with three officer badges. Three officer badges to you, Mr. Snowman. Congratulations. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Yes. Three officer badges. And, and even better, I'm going to let you choose which kinds you want. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gregor says sell them. <laughs> three officer badges. Uh, send me a private message off the air with your player ID and how you want the badges broke down. If you want engineering, science, or tactical, or command. Okay. You guys, uh, you get to choose your three badges. You just let me know which ones you want. And I'll be happy to send them to you. Snake Eyes, do we have anything else? We've been going on too long. We actually were running early today. What the heck happened? See, I opened it to questions. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. Any questions? Final comments as we get ready to round up the show today. I know. I started yapping. Sorry. We got DJ'd. We got sent down a rabbit hole. Fine. Let's get out of here. I'm not going to give you an opportunity to ask any more questions. Let's roll. <laughs> Wonder Woman, thank you. Thank you for being here. She says, thanks, DJ. No, thank you for being here. Bada lot, a lot, a lot of thank you, Baymax. Appreciate it. Guys, don't forget to check out our website. That is TalkingTrekSTFC.online. There you're going to find links to things like our Amazon store and our Amazon uh, merch, our Amazon link and our Talking Trek merchandise store. Guys, we haven't sold any socks. Gregor, I don't know where you've been. All right? We haven't sold any socks in like the last three months. Where you been, buddy? It's time to buy some more socks. You've got to be running out of socks by now. <laughs> Guys, check. He must he must already be gone. He's like, I ain't buying no stupid socks. Guys, check out our Talking Trek merchandise store where all of your cool stuff can be purchased with the Talking Trek merchandise logo on it. That'd be very, very cool. Also, from the website, you can join our patrons program. I'd invite you to do that. Support the show if you feel like it could be worth it to you. You can support the show starting at only a dollar a month. All right, gold patrons start at $5 a month, and they get access to additional behind-the-scenes content that we publish a couple of times a month. It's always a lot of fun. All right? As a matter of fact, we might hang out for a few minutes and talk a little bit to our gold patrons. Coming up in uh, in a few moments, at the very least, I'd like to say thank you to them while we're here on the air. Gregor, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Ska, thank you for being our longest-standing gold members. Venkman, Ibeglin, and Big Country, you guys have been here since the very, very beginning. Even Trash Panda, Doom, Hank, Lord Neelix, Chuck's a Grunt, and Pops, also Dark Lord, and Stevens Aaron. All these guys signed up on day one, and thank you guys for that so very much. Our longest-standing gold sponsors, JB, Ahab, Energy, Fukum, uh, also gold sponsors. Thank you guys. Hi, I bombed you, Thorn, Virtual Army, Jayberg, Starfox, Morgul, DJ Gurr, Red 2, and Unhani, Skippy, Asius, Asriel, Dunk, Bojack, Ape, and Crush. Thank you guys for being gold sponsors of the show. I appreciate it very much. Jonathan Ingram, Tavi Moza, Regis, McRock, Lady Kess, Frank Gallo, Weg 2020, Engineering Free Philly, and Hudson. Thank you guys for supporting the show at the gold level. I appreciate you guys. Doc31, Morpheus, Fartasia, Nick Burns, Glitch, Cam, Coulter, NC, Jetski, and Wingnut, all gold sponsors of the show. Thank you. Filler, Fluffy Puma, CCXN, Grubs, Devil's Advocate, and uh, uh, Goofy Names Rock. Thank you guys for being gold sponsors. Leon Olfino, Space Sheriff. Uh, let's see. Re Everett, Everett Kowski. I'm probably not saying that one right. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look at that one. Sorry. Raxnar, Striker, V-Ready, Jerry Ryan, and Decker. Thank you guys for all being gold sponsors of Talking Trek Live. I appreciate you so very much. Talking Trek. 
is recorded in front of a live studio audience, a registered trademark, and recorded for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs. I love you. I mean it so much. I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.